0: I think people got the impression from that poll that like or my my response to that poll that I didn't want Ten Things to win. Which isn't the case. I just didn't think it would win.
1: Um the only thing I would disagree with you on that point you made is I honestly thought Clueless would come in last. I thought Ten I mean, Things would come did, in third. Right? Yeah, it did, but yeah. I thought Ten Things would come in third. Okay. Um I mean, like, looking at this list of movies, my, you know, I like all these movies. Obviously, that's why we made this poll. Um, my least favorite is probably Mean Girls.
0: Hmm. Um, that's, that's tough. I mean, I don't know if I really want to pick a least favorite of those four because I like them but, all.
1: Like I said, it's it's tough. And again, we like these movies enough that we would voluntarily rewatch them. Like we should talk about Obliquely. We had like a headcanon summit the other day.
0: It's fun. I, don't know if I call a summit. It was a little, little Skype conversation.
1: We did something that we've never do on this this podcast.
0: Planning. <laughs> I mean, a minor amount, yeah. Programming. Well, I mean, you're not excited about our uh, our super romantic Valentine's we've, or uh, we, Valentine's month. We have a very romantic month of February lined up. We'll just give we, people yeah. at tease.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, we're not like going shitty Logan Paul esque on this, but uh, yeah, we we planned out like the first two months of this podcast. It was wild. Should we should we announce what the other no. January movie will be?
0: No. Okay. We'll save that till the end. Gotta mm. Keep people in suspense, make them listen. To advertisers listen to, like
1: that. Listen to the whole fucking thing.
0: Shall we officially start the pod?
1: Why don't we officially start? Could you hit record.
0: All right. Hit record now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I'm Benjamin Light. Oh, wait. Shit. No, I'm not Benjamin Light anymore. Sorry. Oh, no. Let me start that one more time. Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I'm James Taylor.
1: Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I'm Marco Sparks.
0: And we are back for 2019. Our first pod of, well, no, kind of second. our second pod of 2019. We did we, we did a, a, a year-long spanning pod there previously. Uh,
1: yeah. Literally six months long.
0: Yeah. Um, but this is our first, you know, real pod of 2019. Mm-hmm. We are going to be talking about 10 things I hate about you today. We ran a poll on Twitter. At Head Pod, if you're curious and you somehow don't follow it already um we pulled 14 movies clueless 10 things i hate about you cruel intentions and mean girls and the kind of surprise come from behind winner was 10 things i hate about you the mean girls was winning for most of the poll and then like in the last like few hours 10 things pulled ahead
1: who did you vote for
0: um that is a good question let me look <laughs> i honestly don't remember Um, let me check my notifications, see if I can figure that out. I'll Hmm. just uh, be scrolling through Twitter. You can say something.
1: Uh, I voted for 10 things.
0: Did you? Okay. I
1: I did. Um, Why? I, you know, what? as we were talking about this, I just thought, I voted early in the day, and I was like, or I think maybe I voted that night after we posted the poll, and I was like, you know what? I remember really loving this movie, and like I said, it's, it's, of those four, which are all great movies, it was my, I don't know, second one that I was most excited to talk about. All right. My concern about Clueless is that I feel like you and I and a few other people have seen Clueless.
0: just in whatever That is the demo an outrage. Is.
1: And whatever the demo is, just because that's that feels like the oldest. How can anyone that is
0: the not seen Clueless?
1: Well, I hope they'll fix that by the time
0: we, you know, whatever, whenever it's we do that. It's only like 25 years old. I mean, come on. Okay, so I, as it turns out, I'd voted for 10 Things Hate About You as well. I don't even remember that. I think I, when I, because I voted for it and it was losing at the time. I think it was in last place when I voted and I thought, I'll vote for the last place one. that way. It's like, my vote's probably not going to count. Hmm. Oh, I'm magnanimous of you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I started downloading Mean Girls at one point because I was like, okay, well, we're, we're doing this movie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is, that's going to be a weird one because it's like talking about Lindsay Lohan now. <laughs> It's uncomfortable.
0: Well, you can just focus on what was once good in the world. She's
1: got a weird reality show. She's stealing children. Like, that makes me
0: uncomfortable. I just think all that. at mm. you. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, well, before we get into that and talk a little about what we're watching, listening, reading to all that, what are you watching right now?
1: Um, I have not been watching much lately. I think after this is over, I'm going to go try that sex education show on Netflix. Why? Eh.
0: I've never it's heard on. of it. What is it?
1: You haven't heard of this show?
0: Nope.
1: Wow. You I'm I'm like so
0: out on Netflix originals that it, it's it'll, I have to have hear the
1: internet where you would live?
0: I have the internet. I okay. uh I just have to hear a lot, a lot, a lot of good things about a show on Netflix where i watch it because I've been uh I've been fooled too many times.
1: It seems like a really stupid show. I think it's British about a uh teenage sex therapist. And his mother is a very, very randy Jillian Anderson.
0: Eh, That doesn't that doesn't make me want to watch. I'll say that. Okay. He's a sex sex therapist as a teenager.
1: Um, I think he falls into it probably by repeating something that his mother, who's an actual sex therapist, Hmm. says. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's like a scam of
0: some sort. I mean, isn't that all sex therapy?
1: Maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've seen the trailer. I'm barely cognizant of that. So I'm not really trying to sell this
0: to you. Mm-hmm. I'm just explaining to you what I'm going to watch. Okay. Um, what about you?
1: What have you been watching?
0: Well, not Netflix originals. That's for sure. What have I been watching? Um, you know what I tried to do last night? What did you try to do last night? I've been listening to like so many various like Star Wars podcasts. And like, I was like, oh, maybe I should watch the prequels again. It's been a long time. Maybe I'll enjoy them more. Mm. Um, I tried watching Phantom Menace last night and man, I was like, where is this going? <laughs> that's rough. That's just a rough movie. It,
1: <laughs>
0: it, it, every 30 seconds. You're like, why George? Just why? Uh, <laughs> we like should you,
1: rewatch Phantom Menace on the podcast. Some point. It's
0: like, if you like, like your TV's in one room and you're in the next room and you can barely see your TV through the doorway and you squint, you're like, Oh, I kind of see what you're going for there. And yeah, some good stuff. But like, at every little detail it's 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 frustrating to watch i mean i i can enjoy them on some level but it's just like how how did no one say no to you oh this man. whole process
1: 17 year old me wants to jump out of the past and kick you in the balls and never stop <laughs> kicking you in the balls i that's, that's that is probably the movie that i have seen the most in the movie theaters <laughs> hmm.
0: I, don't know, I believe I saw it ten times in the movie theater. So
1: I, I think it was ten seen, or eleven times. <laughs> I might have
0: seen the last Jedi and Force Awakens more. I can't be certain.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I only saw the last Jedi like I want to say like five. Oh, times? I saw it.
0: I saw it at least nine times that I can recall.
1: I'm, I'm proud of you. But like, <laughs> oh God, I, uh, you and I have expelled. Goddamn hours on the phone in the past talking about Phantom Menace. We had our own long distance phone call podcast of
0: mm-hmm.
1: Phantom Menace for like a year.
0: Anyway, I didn't even finish it. I still have like the third act to go and maybe I'll watch it after the podcast.
1: Uh,
0: I, mean, I think in the past I talked myself into the idea that like Phantom Menace was better than Attack of the Clones, but I don't know, man. Like, I'm Attack of the Clones is next. I, I feel like it's bad as the love story is in that it's probably still gonna be more enjoyable in the Phantom Menace
1: there's some really good it's like a ship there's some really good bones to that ship (laughs) and then there's a lot of bad stuff but not educated not like uh, uh, executed well what do you think how did uh, young Anakin come off to you how did that play
0: my opinion on him hasn't changed that much if anything I'm just I'm more angry with George for like just hanging him out to dry. I mean, he hangs the whole cast out to dry, but to put that much on a a kid, you know, and we mm-hmm. all know what happened to Jake Lloyd. It's like, man, you you did not do him well but in your direction that movie. What and happened your to dialogue. Jake Lloyd? He like was bullied like crazily for like his entire teenage life, and it's like saying, a schizophrenic know, now or something.
1: I'm at Best didn't have it so well.
0: Yeah, no, neither of them did.
1: Um, I remember thinking, okay, obviously we many hot think pieces have been ejaculated into the world about like oh what a creep Anakin you know grew up to be with just a yeah you've grown too, grown more beautiful he's not exactly smooth as a little kid are you an angel
0: but that's just such bad dialogue you know like (laughs) asking Uh, anyone let alone a kid without a ton of acting experience to say those lines
1: which is fascinating because they have that that special feature on the dvd that's just like no he's the best we watched thousands of hours of little kids (laughs) it's like let's go back to the tapes
0: Maybe maybe Uh, he didn't need to be a little kid, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, why didn't it start with uh, Attack of the Clones,
0: or just have Anakin be older in the Phantom Menace? Hmm. Have it something where Obi Wan and Anakin would actually be friends, you know, and not like there's like a clear divide in age between them. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to relitigate that. Uh, What are you listening to?
1: Uh, I've been listening to a lot of nineties music lately.
0: Nineties music like what like uh what what category of alt rock uh
1: so the other night based on this movie mm-hmm. i really stuck to my scott like no goddamn no uh just my <laughs> female led alternative rock um and and pseudo brit pop
0: pseudo brit pop yeah what is pseudo brit are they not actually british
1: so here's what I would say. I would, okay. I would say that from this certain quadrant of the 90s, at this point, I would call Blur Britpop. Okay. Not, not as Britpop-y per se as Oasis, but then like tangentially, because they are connected in a lot of ways, Elastica is a different kind of Britpop. They're obviously British, but it's like much more just classic alternative of the 90s of the time. Mm-hmm. So between 10 things I hate about you and Captain Marvel, I especially was listening to a lot of Elastica. What do we and going just, to
0: do about Oasis? Do you remember that sh- SNL sketch?
1: <laughs> oh, I love watching like uh, first of all, Noel Gallagher, what a pompous fucking asshole! But back, even back then, like the interviews on MTV where he had to be subtitled because uh-huh. he's like a drunken British math. But then just like other weird, beautiful '90s gems would pop in there, like just um, like when's the last time you listened to Republica?
0: <laughs> I have. Uh, with that one Republica song on my iTunes, mm-hmm. ready to go. Good song, Well,
1: like it's it was weird, like that would that would drift in, and then like on this, you know, just the iTunes generate 90s playlist, you get like a lot of like Pearl Jam or or what have you.
0: Yeah, I don't have a ton of Pearl Jam, that was never really my band. Hmm. Do you uh, do you have Apple Music or Spotify? Nope, you still do old school? Do old school, high five. Um, but like, just like random bands
1: will pop up on this thing and I'll look at the playlist and I'll be like, why would I ever have anything by that band? Oh, it's that song. Yeah. Okay. Like uh rancid.
0: Oh, what, what rancid song? Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: You know, or like REM will come into this and it's, so it's, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this playlist, I need to like differentiate it a little bit because you know, there's like. Presence of the United States of America and there's like the two Porno for pyro songs and there's a lot of like older stuff where it's like okay this greatest hits album came out in the 90s so I'm like nah that's not 90s music to me
0: yeah yeah well what have I been listening to I don't know like I need I feel like I need to go find some new stuff um, mostly just my my current rotation lots of podcasts but that's I don't know that's not really music um, it's a Star Wars podcast apparently.
1: Can I ask you a question? Does that bring you joy?
0: Not usually. Okay. I, uh, I've been putting together a puzzle, like a thousand piece puzzle. And nice. You know, it's like you need to listen to something while you're doing it. So
1: You're a puzzle guy now, huh?
0: I wouldn't call myself a puzzle guy. I was just in the mood to put together a puzzle.
1: Okay.
0: I like puzzles. Mm-hmm.
1: I like puzzling.
0: But I can now because of the cats. You could
1: try. Well, these cats just want to fuck shit up.
0: Uh-huh. All right. Uh, what are you reading?
1: Uh, I've been reading a book by Octavia Butler called... Oh, sorry. What are you doing your story. mic? The cat's doing that. Yeah, oh. I said fuck shit up and she came out to fuck shit up. Uh, Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. I um, just started it. It's a book set in the future, written in the 90s, actually, about a time in America where There is no middle class. Uh, The poor people live in gated communities where they basically work for whatever company they work for. And the water is at a a scarcity, and it's basically currency. And there's no money to fight fires. So there's fires just raging up and down the California coast. And um, a new political candidate is uh, elected on his basis that he will get rid of government programs and bring back progress and jobs to the country.
0: That sounds delightful. Science fiction. Yeah. Uh what am I reading? So I not really reading but listening to, I finished listening to the Pride and Prejudice audiobook, which I enjoyed immensely. The,
1: do you get to the part where the guy buys a child bride?
0: I don't recall anyone buying a child bride.
1: Doesn't the one guy marry a 15 year old girl?
0: Like through machinations? Yes, but he's not buying her or and uh yeah. You know, that would be a that would be a very inaccurate way of describing <laughs> that section of the book. Yeah, it's been a while for me. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. It's the first time I'd read it. I kind of wonder. I think some people read Pride and Prejudice for school, like, you know, as like part of like junior or senior year English. We read mm. Jane Eyre in my class, which mm. I was just like found like completely dull. And like Jane Eyre, Jane Austen, in my brain, it was just like, this must all be completely boring, you know, stuff that I'm not interested in reading. But this was actually like, much more lively and witty it was i don't know satirical i i enjoyed it a whole lot like just the kind of dry wit and the cleverness of it mm. but you didn't like the karen knightley movie uh that's just that's that's a, that's a whole other podcast i feel like um mm. i just i feel like the book is is more of kind of like a a witty comedy and the movie was more of a drama let's put it that mm. way mm. and
1: you didn't like the zombies
0: I was half-tempted to watch that movie, but I did not.
1: I would read the book. I don't think I care to see the movie. <laughs> I
0: don't know. The movie seems like a less than investment to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, you, like can, you can the, get in and like in, after 15 minutes it sucks. You're just like, I'm out. You know? All like the
1: iterations of like casting where I was like, you know what? I might go see this. And then it's like that actor dropped out. <laughs> and they ended up with the... Chick who plays like young Meryl Streep in uh, uh, *Mamma Mia* two,
0: I think. Yeah, Lily James, I think.
1: Yeah, okay. But I mean, like they had like Natalie Portman for a short time.
0: Oh, that was never going to happen.
1: No, was.
0: I feel like the the casting director agent was just like, "It's *Pride and Prejudice*, on some you know, like that or something." Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, I would do *Pride and Prejudice*, and then like they get screwed Wait, what? <laughs> know they're just
1: like, is Elizabeth Saunders still on the table?
0: Who is this Mr. Darcy guy? He looks like he sucks. Sam Riley.
1: Oh, is he the guy who played uh, young, young Mr. Joy Division? Sam
0: Riley. Uh, I'm not recognizing most of these credits. He was in Maleficent. Yeah, yeah, he was in Control.
1: What a generic name, Sam Riley.
0: Yeah, I don't like people with those names.
1: Um, oh, this dude—he has like a super gravelly voice. He talks like this. Yeah. It talks like a little bit like uh, Guy of Gisborne.
0: The uh, the casting, I can't remember seeing the dude or anything else, but the Mister Darcy in the two thousand five Pride and Prejudice seemed pretty good. He was like a like a British John Cusack was like the vibe I got for him.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. What is his name?
0: It's like oh, Matthew Mc something or other, I think, or Matthew Mc something or
1: other. Yeah, 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 him. Mc hmm That sounds
0: about right. Or maybe Michael. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, he, I feel like he's been in things that I've seen that I don't recall. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. That was helpful to
0: people, I'm sure. Sure. This is what I'm here for. Burr Steers, the director of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Never heard of this dude. Burr Steers? Known for Pulp Fiction. What did he do in Pulp Fiction? Is he in This, guy, this guy was Oh, was in Pulp Fiction. Don't recognize him. Am I five, yeah. There's a lot of real British shit happening here. Little oh, Dorrit. Oh, Charlie Saint Cloud.
1: Mm. Is that a? Uh, is that either a Shylock Beowulf movie or a uh, what's his name? Jackoff who died?
0: Uh, no, it's Zac Efron.
1: Oh, okay. Never mind.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, shall we talk Stop. about ten things I hate about you?
1: Should absolutely. Talk about ten things I hate about
0: you. Spoiler alert. For this 20 year old movie. Which I don't know when that came out in nineteen ninety but yeah. Just about twenty years old.
1: Um You and I saw it over the summer.
0: We I saw it, like, think the that like second hand theaters. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the first time I saw it when I saw it with you. I could be wrong. Okay.
1: That was like the second hand theaters though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I miss those theaters. Cheat theaters.
1: Oh, oh yeah, Birdcage.
0: Dollar movies. And eventually it like went up to two, but it was like fine, whatever
1: yeah yeah the guy is easily uncomfortable if you're just ordering a movie ticket (laughs) um yeah i'm shocked that this month for us became a 90s month um yeah 10 things i hate about you
0: it came out in march there we go Mm. so uh would you like the european statement
1: sure um and it's this is it's one of the ones that you you've just it's in your canon, your personal canon, it's hard. But this movie's goofy, it's very lighthearted, it's got some moments to it, but for the most part, it feels remarkably the opposite of anything cynical to me. Um and it's funny, like looking back at some of these 90s movies in 2018, and you're like, Wow, in retrospect, the 90s were super fucking weird because this movie is so weird tonally. Um, but things were this weird back then too. Also, the 90s was very into Shakespeare. There were some straight adaptations. There were some remixes. There was like the Bronos Hamlet and Ethan Hawkes Hamlet. And there was the Kai Pfeiffer High School Football Othello movie. There's Lion King. There's She's the Man. Um, Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love, which is you know not an adaptation, but yeah. Um, and this movie, I don't know. I just I enjoyed it. There's some problems in this movie that are like societal problems of the 90s of misogyny and homophobia and what have you. But I was kind of taken away by like the ambitious camera work of this movie, the nice guy problems it has. And also I had such a fucking crush on Clarissa explains all on this. Um, I never saw that show, but just this movie alone, I had such a huge crush on Larissa Olinick before she went on to become the fake mother of Ezra's fake Asian baby on PLL, which really did something to that crush. So I'm super glad people picked this movie. Um, I think it was a lot of fun.
0: So, (laughs) Before you get tweets, um, she's the secret role of Alex Mack, not Clarissa. No, yeah, whatever. Yeah, who the fuck is Clarissa then? That was uh, Melissa Joan Hart, wasn't it?
1: Oh, okay. Well, uh-huh. I never watched the either. So,
0: yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, Alex Mack, aka Ezra Fitz's quasi baby mama, aka uh, Mrs. Cosgrove.
1: Mm.
0: I miss Ken Cosgrove, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially with the eye
0: patch. The eye patch man. What a fucking <laughs> legend.
1: And his like uh, crazy sci-fi short stories. I
0: feel like he came out of it the best of them all.
1: I just remember at the end of 2018 being at, a, a, at some other office's holiday party. And I just remember thinking like, wouldn't it be funny if like a drunk secretary just drove a tractor through all this?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah, my opening statement. Just what a delightful blast from the past. I feel like this movie's sort of fallen through the cracks a little bit. Uh, in the modern discourse of teen movies, um, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, you and me used to call this the last honest teen movie when it came out. Yep. yep. Uh, somehow, I never owned this movie on DVD though, uh, which is probably why I haven't seen it in over a decade. I think maybe like some of my roommates had it, so I never bought it. Um, I was surprised. Like I thought I had it, and then I went and I was like, "Oh, I don't have it. I need to go get it." Um, hmm. I just I love how it embraces its own absurdity. It's kind of always willing to go for the witty joke. It's so loose and playful, which I feel like a lot of modern movies kind of lack. Um, Even like a movie like To All the Boys I Loved Before, it kind of just seems uptight next to this movie.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, It just like kind of embraces the goofiness of it. The cast has great chemistry and there's so many scenes that they play out in these like long takes with just great comic timing. It's kind of understated but effective and it really makes me feel like all these people are not only friends with each other, but it's it's like they're your friends, you know, as you're watching it and you're just hanging out. Um, really glad in retrospect this won the poll because uh, I have not watched this movie in a long time and I missed it.
1: I think the last time I did see it was I probably did buy whatever the 10th anniversary DVD was because I remember listening to half the commentary and mm. the detail that I remember was that they all became friends and I guess they started filming before Heath Ledger joined the cast and so they were kind of freaking out when he was coming because they're like, oh shit what if this guy like ruins our, our ecosystem and then he just kind of folded right in
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah I mean it doesn't shock me that they made a TV show out of this just because it's got that kind of comfortable vibe where you feel like stories of these characters could go on and on and on and on and on
0: to some extent yeah sure
1: I'm not saying it's in the plot but I'm just like the vibe that you feel how much mm-hmm. you like these stars
0: yeah alright well uh, you got any honorable mentions of our top moments I have two and a half I guess I have three. Okay. Cool. I feel like that I my My three honorable mentions are essentially like just great quotes. That I feel like I'm mm. going in any order. So I'll just start with number three, which is uh, we're all congregating around Mr. Cuervo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there are some fucking fantastic lines in this movie. Just There's... like just like these great little like, like non sequiturs, you know?
1: What's a hot rod? Um, there's some moments, too. And what I think is brilliant is a lot of those non sequiturs or just the the weird humor is centered around your villain, too.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It like really like, I don't know, like it kind of alleviates the tension you should feel whenever Joey Donner's on screen.
0: It has. It, it's a very different kind of humor, but it, I suppose it does remind me a little bit of PLL in the sense that like he sense that the writers are having a little bit of fun. Yeah. with their material it's like they're making a teen movie but they're gonna like you know they're gonna goof around a little in the margins well
1: at a certain point you just can't worry if your audience is gonna get it yeah um my number five moment is a tie actually it's between the the 30 second needle scratch in the biker bar where Heath Ledger has offended that the two dudes don't think he's a pretty guy <laughs> and um when patrick then goes to the skunk bar and he's like trying to like like lay some movies. Like he sees an opening. So he's trying to talk to Kat. And right as the music drops out, he says, I've never seen you look sexier. And everyone just kind of stares at him.
0: Yeah, that that's actually my honorable mention number two. <laughs> yeah, right as the music stops. It's it's such a great, like it's it's a perfect kind of teen awkwardness where you're just like, oh my god, that's funny, and also I want to crawl under my chair. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
0: this movie is really all about putting their characters in those kind of situations.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number four moment really should be in my top three summer, but it's not, it's, uh, it's after Joey throws Krumholtz to the floor and then throws JGL on the floor. And then like Bianca comes up and punches him and, and like, she's punching him again. Like that's for my hitting my date. That's for my sister. That's for me. All that, like that kind of moment where she finally gets her come up on this jerk. But just, I love the the first time she hits him, and he's just like, "Shit, Bianca, I'm shooting a nose spray ad tomorrow."
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. My uh, my uh my last. Oh, honorable...
1: Ferris looks on disapprovingly, which I never want to be in that situation. No.
0: <laughs> my number one honorable mention. I almost feel like this should just be my number one overall. It's just the absolutely brilliant pickup line of, "I'm thinking of buying it herself." <laughs> That's right. It's a Toyota. <laughs> uh, oh, Kremholtz.
1: <laughs> that guy works a lot better in this movie than he should.
0: <laughs> oh, he's great in this movie. All right. What's your uh, number three?
1: Um, my number three. And I'm curious where this is in your number three because I will, I will be so upset with you if it's not. Ooh. Um Ooh. Okay. this is really important Uh which one do you like better and he holds up the two pictures which are exactly the same only the one shirt has a (laughs) black shirt and the other is a white shirt and she says hmm i think i like the white shirt better and he's like yeah it's more and she says pensive he's like damn i was going for thoughtful
0: so that is not in any of my top but uh, it is a favorite (laughs) moment of mine
1: it's so stupid it's so silly like you said, it's one of these moments like the screenwriters are just like shining out from this story and they're just like, look, this is our mindset, this is our humor. Hopefully you're into it.
0: <laughs> yeah. My number three is when uh, Patrick Verona, he gives a little pep talk to Cameron about Bianca at the party. Oh yeah. Um, I I've been I was trying a little bit earlier to practice on an Australian accent or like a quasi-one that he's doing in this movie, but mine just turns into Irish every time. Um but just Go on. the whole like Cameron, do you like the girl? See, Irish again. Yeah. Uh, but they, you know, they like, first of all, Joy's not half the man you are. Second of all, you know, don't let anyone make you feel like you don't deserve what you want. Go for it. Like, it was just like a nice little moment for Patrick where it's like, you see, he really is a good guy and not just like an opportunist, you know, mm-hmm. doing a little, like little self-esteem pick me up. I feel like I've given you this pep talk before. I don't think you have, but sure. Let's I pretend have. you have.
1: Joe Donner's not half the menu.
0: I mean, did you uh did you do it in Australian or, or possibly an Irish accent?
1: <laughs> I might have been drinking, so it might have come out Irish. <laughs> Ooh, you're never gonna get my lucky charms. Um I would I would debate the uh don't ever let anyone feel like you don't deserve what you want. Um the word I would I would question there is deserve. But anyway, my number I, two. I think is, what he's
0: more saying is not that you not that she is entitled to give anything to you, but you shouldn't stop doing something because you don't right, think right. you deserve it. You know,
1: he is saying you should at least make your feelings go known for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't be afraid to say something to her. Give her the choice. Uh, my number two, it's pretty easy. It's, it's cat's sonnet. It's the eponymous 10 plus things I hate about you. Um, it's just it, it, this moment. I always forget this is in the movie somehow and it works better than it mm-hmm. does. And it's, I don't know. I always feel like Julia Stiles is the lead, but also like I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to put this. She's not, not the LVP, but she's not the MVP to me. Um, she gets lost in a lot of great co stars, and she's a great actor
0: in this moment. Are you gonna give us a dramatic read into that.
1: Um, hold on, I have all the lines here. Let me. No, I'm not because I, okay. I, I I just you know I, I don't have enough it's emotional I'm crying
0: yeah. at the end. Yeah, you don't want this cry.
1: You know, but mostly I hate the way I don't hate you at all. Not even close, not even a little bit, not even at all. Um, and I suppose it's supposed to be like, this is a one take thing.
0: Yeah, the only take. Yeah. She nailed it in one. And I think, I don't know, where the, I feel like I read something where like the tears weren't planned or something like that. Like
1: No, yeah, it surprised her. Uh-huh. Which, <laughs> it's a lot of pressure, Heath Ledger. <laughs> I'd have to work up in your acting. Earn this. Because it was, it was like early in the shoot, too.
0: Oh, really interesting, Okay. Well, I think they're like sort of dating during this uh, shoot as well. So yeah. that also helps with the chemistry.
1: I think you can tell during the paintball scene.
0: Oh.
1: There's a little heat there.
0: It's messy. Yeah, that's my number two as well, obviously. Mm. Now I'm curious about what your number one is.
1: I think they have the same number
0: one. I don't think we do because you okay. already said my number one.
1: <laughs> oh, did I?
0: Yeah. Oh. What do you got?
1: My number one is covering Frank Valleys. Can't take my eyes off of you. Of course. Um, this is a big crazy silly moment that I feel like shouldn't work. I guess the uh scripted version was I think I love you by the Partridge's which had just been used in Scream 2. To yeah. similar intent but lesser <laughs> lesser use in Scream 2. Um and I believe it's Julia Stiles who recommended Can't Take My Eyes Off of You and it's great. I mean this is like you know we, we talk about Heath Ledger and like the Joker performance but like there's fucking like he's got screen presence here. This is this is like to me, like this is almost equivalent of like Marilyn putting on the pink silky dress and dancing and uh, the Howard Hawks movie that I just forgot the name of. Um, she's this is it's a great moment. And as far as like like a cool gesture to win over the girl, like this is this works. I mean, I don't think I would necessarily recommend a big public mortifying thing. It puts a lot of pressure on a person, but
0: there's some showmanship here, too. I mean, he's got the marching band working for him. Yeah, I mean, I like the moment. I'm just, I'm never a huge fan in general of these. Somebody's going to stand up and and do a song things. I think really did probably Scream 2 kill that a lot for me just because I hate hate that scene so much in Scream 2.
1: (laughs) This is the, like, which this is like, okay, taking like the 500 Day Summer thing. This is what
0: you think it's going to look like. Yeah.
1: The Scream 2 thing is the reality.
0: Indeed. Um,
1: I think they're Heath Ledger and they're actually Jerry uh O'Connell.
0: Yeah, that's just depressing. Um yeah, my number one, which you already someone mentioned, is just Bianca beating the shit out of Joey at the prom. I just like that. Mm-hmm. Gets in her three punches. Mm-hmm. Come up and it's for Bianca.
1: Yeah. Well, and the and the three guys who've been directly like scheming on her love life are all laid out on the floor.
0: Is Heath laid out then?
1: No, the, on her love life, per se.
0: Well he was more three. scheming on. You got well, Joey and you all, got Cameron.
1: And you got Crumholtz.
0: Oh, is he on? throws
1: Crumholtz down. Oh, okay. So when I was rewatching this the other day, I looked away for a moment, and so when Joey's finally just like, "All right, Cameron, like you bitch or whatever," like, like I was like, "Wow, JGL's doing this weird thing where he's like just walking past him, like getting a drink or whatever." I didn't realize until I rewound it that like Joey Donner like threw Crumholtz on the ground. Hmm, okay. I keep forgetting his name, so I'm just gonna call him Crumholtz.
0: It's like Michael, yeah, but it's it's Crumholtz, obviously. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, any complaints?
1: Uh, it's hard to... I mean, like I said, there's there's some 90s stuff. Uh, like, just, there's some just general 90s homophobia in it. There's... Um, every time Kat opens her mouth about her worldview, uh, like, talking about the the patriarchal side that she's trapped in...
0: It's like, ew, like, feminism.
1: Oh, look at this bitch, you know? And it's like... It's like Kat, you were a pioneer. Give it fifteen years. People open their eyes a little further.
0: I don't know uh, that the movie is necessarily not on her side for those moments.
1: No, but it's hard because for a long time she's having to suffer through that,
0: you know. Hmm. I wouldn't I don't think really I call it suffering. Hmm. She's just opinionated. Um yeah. It's unfair that
1: no one else celebrates her opinion in the mm-hmm. in the text.
0: I don't think, um, I don't know. I, I I feel like, uh, Heath Ledger's Patrick is kind of into her, her general vibe there.
1: Maybe, maybe he'll go read the feminine mystique. Now that he's got a copy.
0: Uh Um, yeah, my, the the thing that stood out to me was just, I feel like you get some real nice guy vibes from Cameron here and there, which is definitely a nineties thing. That was, that was just the, the peak of that. I feel like, um, there's just, I don't know, I feel like there were ways you could tweak it so that it didn't come off quite so, like, I was nice to you, and now I'm aggrieved because you won't date me, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, like there's something wrong with her just for being shallow. I love shallow people.
0: All right, well, let's get into our general discussion.
1: um. So this dated cultural artifact that somehow transcends dating—I mean, fucking one week.
0: They're naked <laughs> ladies. are naked ladies
1: is playing on the credits. <laughs> oh, and like the also, weird the animated handwritten credits thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the animated handwritten titles thing is almost seems like that seems like early '90s kind of, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. For an end of the '90s movie. Yeah, it's as like I, a
0: 1992 thing.
1: It's weird because it almost reads like a movie that was like shelved for a few years.
0: I can, yeah, in some ways, yeah, I could see that, but it wasn't, as far as I know. No, no, no. Yeah
1: um also these kids go to school in a fucking castle
0: yeah it was i was always trying to figure out the geography of this i think it's mostly in tacoma but there i think there might be like a few shots in seattle that confuse things where you're like wait a minute how is this here but yeah it's mostly tacoma
1: yeah apparently this is a this is a real high school (laughs) real high school that doesn't have its own marching band
0: um my God, this fucking school is just it's so amazing. awesome. P- yeah. Padua high, which is, I guess the name of the town and yeah, Shakespeare play,
1: which is very weird because there's parts of it where they're, they're, they're walking from one part of, I guess the main Gothic mansion building to like another part of it. and It's outdoor. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's how we are on the West coast. We have all these outdoor schools and it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. They have this man massive. It's like the fucking house overlooking the Bates motel times 30 in some of the
0: shots. Mm-hmm. I like um, how uh cat here, Katerina Stratford is just like ripping down prom posters. through the whole movie. Yeah. And there's like one unnamed chick with the short hair in the background. who's in most of the movie, but I don't know. You know, she has single line dialogue, but I like how there's like familiar extras, you know?
1: Yeah. They use all the extras. Like um, there's an extra who's named, but he has no dialogue named scurvy. Who is was like Verona's friend, the weird, Biker oh rock, yeah, yeah, the punk.
0: like the punk guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's one scene that's pretty hilarious where we'll, we'll get to it. But um also just CJ Craig is in this immediately <laughs> as Miss Perky, Perky.
0: Writing an erotic novel.
1: I I remember her being in this more.
0: I I feel like I remembered her about the right amount. I just I found it funny how like she starts to ask uh Cameron James here about his like his past. You know, and he starts going into you know, like a spiel about how he's like a military kid who's moved around. She's like, All right, that's enough of that. Like
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's like
0: totally uninterested in his like sob story.
1: Also on the back of her laptop there's an Apple logo
0: and on the front of it it says Power PC. That's how they used to be. Yeah. Is that how they used to be? Good old power books, man. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, also, what are the kids throwing at her office?
0: Oh, were they? I didn't realize oh. that.
1: Yeah, when she's like trying to explain why he needs to go, because she's like, "I've got deviants to see in a novel to finish," which is story of my life. There's like shipping thrown at oh her yeah, office
0: window. yeah. I don't know what the fuck that is.
1: Her stained glass office window, because she lives in a, <laughs> she works in the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like she also when when Patrick Verona Kangaroo Boy comes in her office, she actually sizes him up for a moment to ascertain like what he's working up in that down under dick.
0: Bratwurst, aren't we out the optimist? <laughs>
1: also pulsating pulsating of desire i don't know maybe i'm doing it wrong maybe i'm doing it real wrong i don't know if my cock's ever pulsated wow yeah sorry maybe <laughs> to all the girls i've loved before sorry um
0: <laughs> i like i think this is the part where she like she says the word shit and and Jjl's just like what yeah there well, really- is also
1: this is still, this is still like, this is the transition period from like Third Rock JGL to like yeah. 500 Days of Summer this, JGL. This was
0: his first I'm a teenager movie as far as yeah. I recall. Oh, yeah.
1: man, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also this movie, like the economy, like the brilliance of it. Of uh, Within four minutes, we're getting the click, walk, and talk.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, click, yeah. walk, and talk comes right away.
1: Beautiful people, coffee kids, white Rastas, cowboy kids, future MBAs. <laughs> And it's like, they're so good about being clever. Like, I don't even remember what they are in Disturbing Behavior, but I remember them being generic. And this one, it's like, at the same time, I was kind of like, yeah, we went to high school with these kids.
0: Was uh, Mean Girls the one where, one of them, I want to say, it's like there's the nerdy Asians and then like the stoner Asians or something like that. I believe so, yeah. 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 yeah I I, what a staple of the high school movie, you know. Yeah. New kid, walk and talk, crazy clicks. All is enjoyable. Except in the behavior.
1: Freaks. So, so chic. chic. <laughs> oh, God. I wanted to love that movie so much. Like, in the 90s, that trailer, that that spoke to me. I was like, oh, this is going to be my movie. And then
0: apparently nope. that was like edited to hell. Yeah. Oof.
1: Um, I kind of wonder about Gabrielle Union. If like, like, what was she promised? What was she told? Dwayne Wade. Like, was she told, like, you're going to be a big part of this movie? Because she's really not. And then she's, like, Probably suddenly not. Like, a co-villain. Well, because she's in, like, all, like, the press promo photos of them all, like, doing that, like, shoulder-to-shoulder uh-huh. 90210 credit sequence posing.
0: Well, it's she has about as big of a role, maybe a little bit bigger than, like, this Mandela girl.
1: Mandela, we don't find out her name until, like, almost the end of the movie. Yeah.
0: Which is a really uh- weird name, yeah.
1: Mandela, like,
0: uh, is that the, maybe that's from the play, which is why she's named that
1: weird Shakespearean golf girl? I feel like Mandela would be a lot more popular in high school than this movie's realizing.
0: I don't um, know about that. Well, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I guess I it, don't know. Maybe she's it's in me like now. band, maybe.
1: I mean, well, yeah, true. Band kids were, yeah, get, they yeah, fucked. Tweet us, tweet us, tweet us, like, did your band kids fuck? Because,
0: like, all band kids fuck because they have access to facilities that normal kids wouldn't have access to oh
1: and the drama kids the yeah. drama kids i think did more per capita finger blasting than any other like click walk and talk group
0: i don't know man those band kids
1: they they, they wow i mean i think the band kids just like inserted like like full-on uh t on z or whatever uh-huh. t to b top to bottom uh so yeah. JGL immediately falls in love with uh, Alex Mack upon first sight, which I get. I totally get that. Um Crumbles fills us in immediately like it's a widely known fact that sister are allowed to date, which is that a widely known fact.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's the known. setup for the play. So, you know.
1: Right, right. But I mean, it's like that's that's some good high school like, grapevine word of mouth. Oh, yeah, those chicks don't get, get out.
0: I mean, I I guess it would be kind of known if she's like the hottest sophomore in school, like people it, the word would get out i think they're like oh she's not a date
1: the high school's like social network was amazing to me even before we had because you and i went to high school really before technology like that
0: uh-huh.
1: i mean i had like dial up juno email a little bit
0: yeah i mean that didn't even really come into like i don't know my senior year i feel like
1: yeah remember that email you wrote
0: uh-huh oh,
1: yeah. yeah cool um yeah, so cat goes to class, there's a lot of styles happening. There's a cowboy guy. We get Daryl Chill Mitchell before the motorcycle accident.
0: Uh, let me ask you this, how many of these clicks like ring true to you? Uh, a
1: lot of them. Uh, yeah. we went to high
0: school? I don't know if we had coffee people necessarily. I think
1: I think not me per se, but like a lot of, I think a lot of the kids in general were becoming coffee people at that point.
0: I definitely remember the cowboy guys.
1: Yeah. Well, I remember like the cause you had the summer transformation. So you were like, you went away for summer and then you like planned out your first week's outfits for the first week of school. Mm. You had your parents buy for you. That was who you fucking are. That's your new identity.
0: You went and got a chain with a wallet. Yeah. Well,
1: I I knew the guy who came back as a cowboy guy and he got so mercilessly teased that like by week three, he was chain wallet. I'm just going to carry a skateboard around everywhere guy. Mm -hmm. And I think by the end of that school year, he actually learned how to ride that skateboard. Mm. Um, you got the girl who thinks that the sun also rises is so romantic.
0: I like my sketchers, but I love my product backpack.
1: Um, I love it this classroom is just full of sick burns. like cat is immediately roasting Hemingway as an abusive alcoholic misogynist who's hung up on Picasso, trying to scrape up his leftovers. Like I feel like that's accurate. giving Picasso a lot of credit in the pussy overflow market.
0: I feel like it's probably pretty accurate. Um there's so. a there's a line somewhere in here, I think it's a little bit earlier where he's explaining like these are the people you don't talk to, uh Krumholtz is. And mm-hmm. he says, Hey there. And the guy goes, Eat me. He's like, see? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yesterday I was their god. But uh calling Andrew Keegan Chachi is the realest thing ever. Also, this is before he started his cult.
0: <laughs> oh, was he in that?
1: Not that cult. Okay. Not, not a different the one? not the not the Chloe from the Smallville cult. But uh, uh, Keegan had his own cult. And then he, I think, eventually abandoned it for tax purposes. Mm. Or, like, he moved into, like, the uh, whatever that mainline marketing shit is.
0: Oh, MLM, yeah. I like how their classes just start with, like, a general, like, dissession from the teacher. Which, like, I feel like people watch this now and they're like, oh, what a goofy movie. But, like, no, this this kind of was how it was with yeah. some teachers in the 90s. Like, in the 90s, a lot of shit flew that didn't wouldn't fly now. Like, you go into mm-hmm. class and your teacher's just doing, like, his tight five on, like, the people in the front yeah. row.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was fucking, like, improv night. Yeah, everyone was, I thought they were in the fucking groundlings. Like, in some teachers, like, the the really, like, bold teachers would be like, all right, you kids start first. Drag me. Yeah. And it was like, you had one shot. If you didn't get it, he would just burn you. Yeah. Oh, man. Plus, they had the power to, like, also give you detention and shit, too. So, it's rough. Um, also, Chill sends her to the office. He gives her a straight-up talk to the hand.
0: I'm trying to remember what show this guy was on because I watched it. Ed, I, uh, uh, Mr. Morgan here was on Ed
1: after the accident. He was on
0: Ed. It definitely wasn't that. No, it was like a sitcom. It was like on like UPN or something. I just I don't remember it. But mm. I, I was like familiar with this guy.
1: How long did UPN actually last? Uh, it was it only a couple of years,
0: right? No, it's maybe a decade or maybe I don't know. Maybe not no,
1: because Roswell started on UPN and ended on CW.
0: Okay, so uh, founded 93, ended in 2006. Launched in 1995.
1: No, Roswell started on WB and ended on CW.
0: I don't know. Whatever.
1: I remember that Roswell made the jump when Buffy made the jump.
0: The jump? Yeah. You mean to the other network?
1: To the other network, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, they weren't like launch titles, though.
1: No, you're right. You're right.
0: It's back, like in the days of like Nowhere Man and like Platypus Man. You were Platypus Man.
1: <laughs> I do remember Platypus Man. <laughs> Nowhere Man was brilliant. That launched Bruce Greenwood.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That, that fucking hair that he had on that big ass hair.
0: Huh. Uh, his testicle retrieval operation went quite well.
1: Oh yeah. I'm trying to find another word for word in gorge. Here's what I love about whatever cat did the Bobby Ridgeway. It's not like testicle reconstruction; it's retrieval. <laughs> retrieval. She maintains that he uh, kicked himself in the balls. Um, also, this is the weird the weirdness of Miss Perky. She's just like, "Hey, I, your name is Cat, and my my coffee mug has a cat on it. <laughs> Meow."
0: Okay, I was wrong. Mr. Morgan was not on a UPN show. He was on Veronica's Closet, which I watched like every episode because it was on after like Friends or Seinfeld or something. And that Is that the one with – uh, uh,
1: what's her name from Cheers? I believe so, yeah. Okay.
0: And like Dan Cortez, I think.
1: That's right. Uh, that mimbo. Um, yeah, and some people perceive you as somewhat tempestuous. Heinous bitch.
0: <laughs> I just remember the word of crivets. You remember that one? Which Dan Cortez invents the word "cribbets," which means to increase, and they start using it like on the news and everything.
1: I only kind of um, caught the Thursday night lineup when Veronica's Closet was on there because
0: that was also the Caroline
1: in the City days, right? And also every every episode of that stupid
0: show. Yeah. Did you watch the single guy? Uh Yep.
1: I don't like Jonathan Silverman. No one likes Jonathan Silverman. I hated that show was called like the like inheritor of the Seinfeld mantle. I hated the fucking Joey Slotnick.
0: Oh, I yeah. I hated Jonathan that guy.
1: Silverman, Jonathan Silverman was like such a knockoff Matthew Perry. He would even do the slow voice. I could see him being like, could I be wearing any more clothes? What episode of Friends do you go back to the most? If you were to go back to Friends, I'm just curious. I actually
0: haven't watched it since it aired. Um, I had to
1: put on an episode right now. Which one would it be? Uh, to me, there's two. The, probably the, uh,
0: the one of the free porn.
1: Thank you. There you go. That's yeah. that's one of my two. What's your other? The other one is, um, I want to say it's maybe just a few episodes before that. It's when, when they, they actually, they, the apartment, and they have to do the the how well do you know us versus how well do we know you.
0: That one is good. And also the one where they're just, the, the, the could I be wearing any more clothes one where they're like, <laughs> you know, waiting to go to a party or well, something.
1: I turned on those two the other day after I played that trivia game and I ended up watching until like Emily shows up, which is what a weird, what a weird fucking season of friends. But also like her whole, like the fact that, uh, uh, what's her name was actually dating Tate Donovan really shows because she's like really trying to make like Tate Donovan seem like the most attractive guy in the world on that show. And it's like, no, 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 thank you. Um, anyway, so. Andrew Keegan slash Joey has a dude in his posse who's there just to say, hey, virgin alert, your favorite, <laughs> which is real creepy. Like it's, it's way creepier than it was back then.
0: Um, that that definitely seems more like a, uh, a, a, a TV slash movie thing than like a real thing that happened in the nineties. <laughs> like I feel I, like in the movies, it was always like somebody was scheming to like take somebody's virginity as like a bet yeah well because everyone was lying about their virginity in high school in real life Yeah, that was the one nice thing we could count on <laughs> sorry, in the I, sexual cold war <laughs> I did like the bit where her guidance counselor tells her to stop being such a heinous bitch
1: yeah
0: yeah um, guidance counselor
1: so these dudes almost do a she's all that bet which uh, you want to put money on that and the guy's like money I got this I'm going to do for fun <laughs> so the other dude's doing the Matthew Lillard to this right
0: oh it's like a little psychic there yeah, I mean,
1: Wait, well, is Matthew Lillard? Wait, who's the one? No, Matthew, like, Matthew like, Lillard. Matthew Lillard
0: like, is puck, puck like the fake puck. Yeah, for the real world. Oh, it's Paul Walker. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Walker.
1: Um, so basically, the bet he's making here is that he can fuck
0: Bianca at the prom. But it's not. It's just like a, a, a boasted goal that he's going to do, you know.
1: Okay. What I love, though, though, like the teenage thing as compa- as compared to like the adult thing, it's just like, no, my friend, I promise you. By this point, exactly eight months from now, I will have bedded this woman.
0: <laughs> you see Bianca and Chassie there. They're all happy to be noticed by these lame dorks. Or not, or I should clarify when I say lame dorks, I mean Joey Donner and his buddy there, not uh, these okay. other lame dorks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The lame dorks are Kremlitz and JGO, who can laugh about how Joey Donner is a male model as if they are
0: real men. Um, I mean, the, I, uh, JGL here, he definitely grows up to be his character in 500 Days of Summer, right?
1: Oh, sure. For sure. More so than this is like uh, Robin the Joker going to the same high school. Yeah. This is whatever the fuck his name in, in 500 Days of Summer is like growing up to be here. Um, there's a great bit, though, here where they're, he and Kreml are talking in the quad. They're surrounded by like
0: 50 plus extras. The camera is just spinning around them. It's not going that fast, though. It's like a leisurely spin. You but know what still, I mean? It's not like a dramatic like you, one. If you
1: fuck up, this is a lot of yeah. monkeys in the There's, circus.
0: There are a lot For of reasons. long shots in this, or long takes, I yeah, should
1: say. Camera work by Gil Younger, who's mostly a TV director, who came back and did like the bulk of the series uh-huh. with the uh, TV show version. Like, This, is, this has got to be like, man, like I'm breaking out of TV, and I've got a little extra time. I'm going to do all the shit that I've always wanted to do. Uh, this is also where JGL refers to Bianca as
0: pure oh man yeah Yeah. also the classic line uh put her in her spank bank and move on
1: yeah which in retrospect might have been the smart thing to do
0: but i I uh, think krumholz's advice isn't it's i I suppose you could say he's like not being as supportive as he could be necessarily but i think he is maybe trying to communicate a little like like don't put it on a pedestal you know
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah She's not a real person then.
1: Well then, but Kremlis also gets, Oh yeah. Cause this a, dude's like in love
0: niche. with Bianca and it's like, you have I mean, literally never talked to her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm in love with Bianca for, in first sight, but I'm not claiming she's pure. Yeah. But Kremlis is also like that. My friend is a strategically placed summer dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Because basically what Joey Donner, and what, what JGL want are the same thing, but one of them's a nice guy.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty much. So can I get another beer? Oh sure, absolutely. What are you drinking? I have beer as well. I should probably go get one as well. Does that Let's sound do like it. a good deal? Let's do it. All right.
1: So we get this great school parking lot scene, uh, showing us all the characters except for Verona. See the the connection between Kat and Joey, then Joey and Bianca, then JGL and Crumholtz. I mean, this is like I remember this from like like your early days of like screenwriting too, where you're like like he would fight for the scene, you know, like set up and establish things right off the bat. So people knew the relationship dynamics.
0: Well, this is where, uh, Krumholtz is on his little murder bike there and gets honked at by the shrew. Uh, the shrew. Which he then goes over and tells JG all about, and I like, kind of explains the situation, you know, like she's the mean one, you know, blah, blah, blah. Her sister's nice. You can't date either of them. I do think it's funny. Like he's got this crazy dirt bike where like, if you just took like the stupid basket off the front and like the bags mm. on the, off the back, It'd probably look a lot cooler. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, either way, he still looks like Kremlitz in this. <laughs> yeah. But like when he like drives off the side of this this cliff towards their awesome looking, they're like, insane. Football yeah. Field, like he is lucky to be alive.
0: I love that little bit. Like it's such a dumb like physical comedy thing. But as he's riding the eighty yard in, he goes, "My balls!" <laughs> it's funny every single time. <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny that he's the character who gets, like, references to genitalia. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I like how, like, he kind of stands up and, you know, gathers himself and, like, you know, throws his hands up. And, like, people aren't, like, they're kind of, like, sarcastically clapping at him. It isn't like he suddenly became the cool guy, you know? Right. Well, I mean, but at the same time, though, this is probably the
1: coolest he's ever been this school year, if, I feel like. If you could call it that. This is the this is almost the uh the I can't feel my legs from Can't Hardly Wait. Punch. See, I feel
0: like it's not quite that though. I I don't think the crowd is that into it.
1: I almost feel like Can't Hardly Wait should have been on the poll instead of Mean Girls.
0: It would be more I mean, I don't know, you could probably find four from like ninety-eight, ninety nine and like just completely isolated to that you yeah. know, time period. Uh, yeah.
1: So let me see the Stratford family home. These kids are doing fine.
0: Oh, yeah, man. These are probably, these got to be like million dollar homes by now. If not, then.
1: uh, 1.6 million dollar home. Oh, you looked it up? Yeah, I did. Nice. Do you remember when you and I did some trouble research in uh, (laughs) in Napa Valley? In Napa, yeah. We just walked down the street and you just like pull out the Zillow app and you're like, what do you think this shithole house costs? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, 200,000. And you're like, Uh 1.3. 1.3 million. Um. Yeah, there's a big ass fucking crane shot of their neighborhood, and then pushing into the like living room window as cats reading the the goddamn bell jar by the window. Um, I kind of wonder if this was meant to be the opening shot of the movie.
0: Could be. I mean, I mean that's how they sold it to get the shot. Yeah, because you get like pan over from the sound. Like, because it feels like it. Uh-huh.
1: Um, I I mean, what do you think about Larry Miller in this?
0: I think he's doing what he needs to do. Okay. You know he's he doesn't have a ton of depth to his character, but he has his little moment in like kind of an arc or whatever, you know? Um, I thought he
1: was pretty strong in his milieu here. And then I went on because Andrew brought it up. I went and watched the first episode of the show in
0: that too, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was like, wow, he's great in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He is collecting a weird paycheck in the, the TV show, but Lindsay Shaw is actually fantastic in that show.
0: She's the cat in the show.
1: Yeah. She's the cat in the show. Like, I almost, it almost makes me want to retroactively, like, worry about what they could have done with Paige.
0: Yeah, I mean, even at the time, it was kind of obvious that there were not only disagreements in the writing staff with Page, but also just, like, like probably network limitations, you know, as to what they could
1: yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Larry Miller's their dad, who's, like, an obstetrician who... uh is up to his elbows and placenta every day, yeah. so he doesn't want his girls uh, fucking around. I guess the mom just left.
0: Yeah, I kept waiting for like the reveal that the mom died, but no, she just left at some point.
1: Yeah. Um, so I mean, he's very
0: much like a caricature of like I'm paranoid about your virginity, basically, because I think you're going to get pregnant immediately, mm-hmm. uh, which is why he's super strict. But so I yeah, think the, I think it works within the movie just because he's like an obstacle to be overcome, basically. Yeah. Like he ha- he has his like you know his moment where he realizes that he needs to let go and all that.
1: I would say not just overcome, but like one over. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he has basically like a Fight Club rule scheme, which is rule one: no dating till you graduate. Rule two:
0: no dating till you graduate.
1: Which I kept thinking is that a Fight Club
0: joke? I guess Fight Club came out. Uh, no, about la- the same year? Fight Club's later this year, yeah, in October. Okay.
1: Um. Yeah, then then he's having some fucking fun where he's just like, all right, old rule out, new rule in. Bianca can date when Cat does. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to die a <dire> virgin.
0: <laughs> um, I so like the uh, just, I don't know, the tidiness of the concept. You know, it's like you could say, well, that would never happen in real life or that's like, you know, inappropriate or whatever. But it's like it's a good high concept. You know?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, like 12 minutes in. It's like, OK, we know what we're working with here. Yeah. So we get the tutoring scene. First of all, I fucking love Bianca. Number one, she shows up looking cute as hell. Number two, she's like, "Hey, can we get this over with?" There's a juicy high school breaking up, a breakup happening just outside, and I want to go watch.
0: See, I feel like Bianca. Well, I don't know. We'll get to it later on. But like, I feel like they didn't quite nail the Bianca Cameron relationship in general.
1: No, but I don't think.
0: But it's like they are kind of like cute together, so you look past it, you know.
1: Yeah, I honestly don't think the problem is this is my 2018 take. I don't think the problem is Bianca though. I don't think they've quite like like flushed out Cameron. Cameron yeah, James. Cameron what a James. weird take on James Cameron. Uh so he immediately immediately pivots to asking
0: her out. <laughs> she has the just the absolute like just ball crusher of a line. She says, You're asking me out? That's so cute. What's your name again? Yeah. <laughs> I love that.
1: Well, then his take on, you know, she's like telling him, well, here's the deal. My sister has to date someone before I can. And he's like, well, I'm sure there's lots of guys who wouldn't mind going out with difficult women, capital D, capital W. I mean, people like jumping out of planes. It'd be like extreme dating.
0: <laughs> oh, Cameron James, what a great guy.
1: Yeah. So they assembled this absolute goddamn montage of losers who are assembled to answer the question of, would you go out with Katerina Stratford? Um, these are some real freaks, including the guy who the coup de gras, who's like, Maybe if we were the last two people on earth and there were no sheep, wait, are there
0: sheep? It's like all of these dudes would be lucky to be dating Julia Styles.
1: Seriously.
0: One of the guys just shrieks.
1: Well, like <laughs> I have maybe that was uh what's his name with the ball retrieval. <laughs> um I have not seen a lot of the other like Julia Stiles led movies. Like I haven't seen the Prince of Me. I haven't seen say the last dance. So for me, like she went from this to being like ghosted by Jason Bourne.
0: Yeah. That's pretty much what I know her from is this and the Bourne identity,
1: which is hilarious because she's just in the Bourne identity. And it's like the second or third one where she's just like, by the way, Jason, we used to date. And he's like, I don't care.
0: Wait, they did. I don't even remember that
1: yeah 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 it's like the second or third one It's so it's such a weird afterthought yeah. when he's like talking about like them working together and the memories he doesn't have and she's just like it's hard for me because you look at me and you don't remember that we used to be in love and he's just like nah, I don't care about those memories
0: I find those movies highly overrated personally but
1: yeah that's well especially
0: the first three are I'm, just, I'm out I'm out on green grass just entirely
1: I mean then I saw the fourth one and
0: I was like this is a real weird Drop off in quality. You
1: mean, I mean the, like, not uh, I,
0: the the weird spinoff or the fourth Jason Bourne movie?
1: No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the fifth one. Yeah, okay. the one where Damon comes back. I mean, the Jeremy Renner one's not terrible. It's just weird because it's Jeremy Renner.
0: Well, it's uh, almost like science fiction. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a Flowers aldrin Algernon Jason Bourne thing. <laughs> um So we get the frog dissecting class. Of course, Patrick Ron is the kind of guy who pulls out his butterfly knife to stab into the frog for
0: fun. <laughs> he's such a um, badass
1: the like legend of this guy is is stupid and great just the uh, I heard he sold his own liver on the black market
0: for a new set of speakers
1: <laughs> I think somewhere which in is here, a great setup yeah, for a yeah, joke later.
0: somewhere in here there's a line where uh, Krumholtz is talking to JGL and he says I want to hear you upbeat and he goes or he says we're screwed and he goes hey I want to hear you upbeat and he goes we're screwed like it's just such like cheesy little jokes like that <laughs>
1: So this is when you start to see or I started to notice more of the motorcycle golf guy who like hangs out with Verona for a while.
0: He takes a cigarette he, out. and, p- yeah, and puts this, it out. This Yeah, this is
1: scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's in a lot of scenes. Um, JGL tries to talk to Verona. This guy's this dude's
0: probably like secretly like a good guy. who's like straight edge or something. He's probably tr- he's probably been trying to get Patrick Verona to go to his youth group or something.
1: He wants to show you those fucking giant X's on his hands.
0: Yeah. All
1: oh, those fucking geeks. Sorry, but yeah, you know yeah. who you are. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, J.G.L. comes to talk to Verona in woodshop class. He drills a fucking glory hole in his book. Like, he does it, like, right at a dick level, too.
0: I think it was kind of an accident, though. Like, I think it just I happens to the saying, be holding. I
1: think got a whole new hole.
0: Yeah. I think it just happened to be holding the drill like that as he turned, and then it was just, like, awkward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're not supposed to make eye contact when you do it.
0: Hmm. I love um, how the, uh, the hole in the book comes back later, too. <laughs> like, he keeps the same book.
1: Yeah. Um,. Joey's the kind of guy who, in, at lunch, just draws boobs on a lunch tray. And I mean, then, what the and then, what then a dick horny, on your face. What kind of horny, weird art is this guy? <laughs> he should be seeing Mrs. Perky. Um, yeah, so Johnny will only listen to Krumholtz if he can draw a dick and balls on the side of his face during a conversation. But here's what I fucking love about this. Apparently, according to the IMDb trivia, Keegan doesn't know how to draw a dick.
0: That's what Krumholtz so had to tell him.
1: How to show him, yeah. Imagine having to show the guy who's drawing the dick on your face how to draw the dick on your face.
0: <laughs> I love there's a bit where Crumult is like explaining like what he would get out of out of the situation. You know, like, oh, maybe pass me in the hall. You don't like give me wedgie or whatever he says, you know. And, uh, Joey or, says, you know, I, just, I just say hello to you. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Joey says, yeah, yeah, I get it. You're cool by association. Like, he's totally familiar with this whole arrangement, you know.
1: I will never forget hanging out with one of my high school friends who was being bullied by some dude. And it was one of those things where it was like the lunch, the lunch thing, like territory, like he couldn't go near this guy because he's afraid to get like punched in the face. Uh-huh. So he went to one of the other like, like schoolyard psychos and bought this guy's protection by getting him like an extra thing of like cheese fries. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, seriously, like, what is this, a dog? Like
0: you're just feeding him? Like Did he also least, this- have a dick on his face?
1: No, no. Sadly, he didn't have to like draw a dick on his face to like get the okay. It was just like you know, feed me more fries. Because like later on, I found like socioeconomically, this guy's super poor and they have probably no food at home. But at least here, like cash
0: is the incentive.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the plan is to use Joey as the financial backer to hire Verona to date Katarina.
0: I like These that guys... it's more convoluted than it could be. You know, well,
1: the guys, the guys don't get so, like the. So Joey thinks he can then date Bianca, but actually JGL wants to betray Joey and date Bianca himself on paper. This
0: is a Shakespearean film noir. Well, JGL really escapes all blame for this later. Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think his role in this ever comes out.
1: No, no, I don't
0: think Bianca would be cool with it.
1: I mean, he's lucky that he got off with just a punch in the face. Yeah. Um, Joey is shocked that they would suggest Verona. I heard he once ate a live duck. And then Carmel says like everything but the beak and the feathers, <laughs> which Jesus.
0: <laughs> so then Joey goes over and recruits uh, oh, Patrick Verona here.
1: The lunch of motor golf, which is what I started calling him in my notes. So I realized his name is scurvy. This this whatever this take is hilarious because motor golf is just like looks like he's like lecturing the fuck out of Verona, probably inviting him to his church. Like you said, uh-huh. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a cool youth group. Uh then we get of course Kremlitz's coming timing. I have a dick on my face, don't I?
0: This stadium situation is just incredible. Like it's like a stadium built on the side of a cliff or something, like right on the water. What's your take on Bogie Lowenstein? Um so he's the adult, right? No, I
1: think he's just one of the teenagers. He seems like an adult, right? I
0: feel like in the credits, Bogie Lowenstein is the adult's name.
1: Bogie Lowenton is a guy playing golf here. Which he's I kind a, of he's an
0: adult. he's not a teenager, is he?
1: There's nothing in the movie, in the text of the movie, claiming that he is an adult. He you is think seemingly he's one of the kids? I thought he was he's like a seemingly one of the future MBAs who's has just usurped the like like uh what the, what do we call it in school? FBLA future FBLA. Th- That's a what player? they yeah. are
0: in this, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like he's basically like the FBLA kid who usurped power for I Michael.
0: was sure he was like the like student advisor or whatever. And which is why he's like hosting the party at his house. He's giving out cigars and whatnot.
1: Branding cigars. Like this is not something an adult can do, but I,
0: that is an adult can do that to teenagers. Branding. It it was the (laughs) nineties. As long as you're not
1: gay. I I feel um, like
0: it's more likely that he'd be an adult giving out cigars to teenagers than a teenager who had access to that.
1: I think that this is meant to be a, a fellow youth, a fellow teenager who just looks I like. I get like, like a like, very
0: strong youth pastor vibe out of this guy.
1: I think there's a youth pastor vibe that comes off a lot of these kids. I'm surprised that JGL doesn't have like a crucifix that he like sometimes pulls out of his like button up shirt. Um, anyways, I like the fact that he's like playing golf right into the football
0: field. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so aggressive and fuck you. Um
0: I love them you know, watching uh Julie Styles play and she's just like completely like slide tackling and like checking people to the turf.
1: Yeah. There's like uh you can't help but get like since we're reading it like perfectionist vibes, right?
0: Of this? Oh, oh. oh yeah. I didn't think of it at all, to be honest. I,
1: I I was like, "Oh, this school is totally Beacon Heights. Like she's she's Ursula Winters."
0: Yeah, I guess it's because it's Tacoma, I didn't think that. hmm
1: Um well, I don't know that because I obviously they're filmed in Tacoma, but I feel like the sh, the movie wants you to kind of sort of think
0: it's just outside Seattle. I mean it is. It's Tacoma. Yeah. The place where dreams go to die.
1: Were you were you there with me on the uh tour where the guide oh, says... Oh, they always uh, make the Tacoma joke. Yeah. Uh, anyone here from Tacoma? You are? I'll talk slower. Yeah. Um Yeah, so Joey makes this this deal with, with Verona, like, you know, date cat, and I'll give you a mere fifty bucks. I don't get out of bed for fifty bucks.
0: I get out of bed uh, for fifty bucks, huh? I get out of bed for fifty bucks. Yeah, sure. Fifty would, bucks, would you, 50 would bucks you is fifty bucks.
1: Well, it's. I mean, I, I guess fifty bucks minimum. I don't know. Taking people out though, like doing up my hair. Anyway, oh, I don't
0: really think he's putting a lot of uh, grooming effort in.
1: Maybe not. Maybe not. Also, nineties fashion, nineties male fashion in this movie was uh Oh, it was a dark reminder of how bleak it was back then. Um, (laughs) I just
0: realized this podcast has been going for over an hour and we're like 20 minutes in the movie.
1: It's going to be a long one. I mean, let's just make peace with that. Because you can't help it. Like, we're going back in time for ourselves here. This is what you signed up for, folks. Um, The football field overlooks like the Bay or something. I mean, I want to go to this fucking high school so bad.
0: Yeah, anyway, Uh, the the important detail here is that Patrick agrees to do it. He goes to try to ask out uh, Katerina here, and she just like blows him off.
1: After the opening salvo of "Hey there, girly,"
0: yeah, and then um, somebody gets hit with a, a golf ball.
1: Yeah, this bogey loan scene looks on like a psychopath. Um, the next day, he's like laying out all over her car. She's coming out of the guitar shop. Um, she doesn't have a guitar yet, so I don't know why she's at the guitar shop.
0: And no, she's she's got a CD she's coming out with.
1: Oh, she bought a CD. Okay, there's no Tower Records and. I really
0: tried to see what CD that was, but I could not tell. It's probably a Letters to Cleo CD. <laughs> it could be, yeah. Actually, it might be. It's hard to tell.
1: Um, uh, He is, like, really, like, laying it all on to, like, have her sexualize him. Well, maybe you're not afraid of me, but I'm sure you thought of me naked, huh?
0: And she's just like, nah.
1: And then, like, uh, Joey, like, double double parks her in there. and Like, he's going to go to the guitar shop as well. I don't know.
0: Yeah, she backs into his car. Oops dad's mad there's a scene in there where uh her sister bianca is trying to like talk her into like dating someone she's like nah fuck that
1: yeah there's a whole conversation that we'll find out these girls could have had they just don't um so JGL and crummelt's go to visit ron and whatever class this is i guess it's like welding class heath ledger is just like heating up a piece of rebar at one point he's fascinated that everyone wants to date bianca what is it with this chick does she have like beer flavored nipples <laughs> There's a scene a
0: little bit before be this gross. where um Yeah, that would be gross. Where Joey goes to like he's like, Hey man, like I give you my money, you gotta get, get make this happen, Heath Ledger. You know, and Heath Ledger, like he he's like, I'm on it and he gives him the smile and like you can totally see the Joker in that smile. Like I don't know if you caught that when you're watching it, but like he, he has like this big like wide smile and it's like, Oh shit, it's a joker.
1: Hmm, this guy's insane.
0: I'm yeah. not. I'm really not. No, I'm not.
1: Um, also he knows how to negotiate. Like he ups it to hundred dollars a date
0: Cause he, he knows this guy's desperate. Yeah.
1: Well, he also knows that like his father always said, if you're good at something, don't give it away for free. Uh, criminals actually has to say at one point, Cameron's love is pure. <laughs> is anyone's love actually pure? I think not. Um, they explained it, to, they explained They've set up the whole date, uh, the whole scam to like have, so Cameron can actually get, get with Bianca, not Joey. Um, some casual nice homophobia. Chroma wants to get that payback on and steam. So they—I'll never forget this—but this has been stuck in my brain where they distribute the flyers.
0: Oh, they—they they change the the FVLA party to a uh, like a free beer party, and then they, yeah, the they throw party. them uh, in like a big like the, stairwell, you know? Like. Yeah,
1: as Air's "Sexy Boy" starts playing, which I believe is the first introduction to America to this like French techno band. I believe this is before the seminal leave like Levi's ad or the soundtrack to the Sofia Coppola movie hashtag French techno facts. Um, And then we get the great bit of the Joey and his, his t-shirt ads.
0: Well, that, that whole um, shot, you know, looking up through the stairwells of flyers, you know, float down and everyone's reaching out to grab it. Like it almost feels like that could be coming from like the rules of attraction or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very stylized. Yeah. Cool shot.
1: Uh, didn't that guy go to jail? Like not long after that
0: movie. Oh, Roger Avery, For yeah. like, a, like a like a manslaughter DUI, maybe or something like that. Something
1: like that, yeah. yeah something crazy. They never le- released that Clamorama movie. Um, so he talks her into going. Or, uh, sorry, Joey talks to Bianca going to Bogey's party. Um, I love it as she walks off, he's like checking himself out in the mirror,
0: <laughs> winking at himself.
1: Like like Keegan's like an like Andrew Keegan's like an underwritten role, but like. It works. Like he's he's figured out. Like this is what I need to like flesh out this role as far as it needs to go.
0: He's just going to be like ridiculously vain and, and play it to the hill. Yeah,
1: yeah. So JJ and Bianca hang out under an overpass where there's some art.
0: That's what you do as a kid. You're just like walking around under overpasses and shit. Just you know, in out the car on
1: freeways. You know. Yeah, just hanging under freeways and shit. Well, he has a car. <laughs> um this is where he probes bianca what kind of dudes cats into so she invites him back to her house so they can go through cat's bedroom i mean my man you're there you're as there as you're ever, yeah, he's
0: yeah. he might think he's there but he's actually not there
1: um so they find out the cat has black panties which means that she wants to have sex someday and those panties really spark some joy if
0: you know what i mean um oh and there's a discussion of the uh, secret picture of jared leto that uh, julius styles had which i thought was funny just that Jared Leto, even, like, this was back when he was, like, in his, uh, what was that guy's name? My um, So-Called Life. Yeah, what was the character's name? Jordan, Cameron, Cad- Jordan Catalano. Jordan Catalano. Yeah. yeah. Back in his, his teen heartthrob days now. God, fuck that guy. Uh,
1: the lesser. The much, much lesser. The the least of the lesser jokers. Yes. Um. So J.J. and Kremholtz go to the fucking biker bar where the South Side Serpents hang out. Which is where is this Ledger's character hangs out. Is
0: this Club Skunk or is that? Word? No,
1: no, no. This is just okay. the biker bar. That's Club Skunk is the uh, all ladies.
0: Oh, I have a lot of thoughts about that bar.
1: Yeah, that bar is, seems kind of awesome, actually. Um, this is a bunch of fucking forty-year-old biker dudes, and you get the great, the great follow-up to the joke where uh, uh, Patrick Brown is like smoking, he's like drinking, and uh, Michael's like, "Should you be drinking alcohol when you don't have a liver?" <laughs>
0: he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Never mind."
1: So Rose going to give up smoking for Kat because she doesn't like smoking. But also, she likes pretty guys.
0: And he's just like,
1: you don't think I'm pretty?
0: I just love the uh, like the pregnant pause there. You know?
1: Which, again, there's nothing wrong with being shallow, you guys.
0: Um, I just like they all stare at each other like, no, no, no. Just saying, yeah. it's, it's cool. <laughs> so
1: also, she hangs out at Club Skunk. So he goes to Club Skunk, which fuck yeah, Club Skunk letters of cleo is playing
0: what a he fucking is, clam bake this place is i counted like six dudes in the whole club and half of them are in the he's, band
1: he's almost the only dude here he's also putting on shiny blue vinyl pants to go to this bar I mean, as you do i mean this has to be an all-ages club because she goes and orders two waters from the bartender that's the only downside i see
0: yeah there's like three dudes on stage in the band this is uh letters cleo right yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, and there's, like, a couple other dudes in the crowd that I saw, but...
1: Yeah. So he he, he does a thing where he acts, like, not interested at first. Like, he's using his uh, his NLP, like, seduction methods on her.
0: And I think Makes he really, that's what he, like... I don't know if he read a book or not, but it seems like that was what he was going for at first. He's, like, trying to make her, like, think of him naked and all that shit, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe neg her a little bit. Like, the, uh, would you mind you kind of ruining this for me? Yeah. yeah. So then he tries to drop his like just learned alt rock knowledge. Uh, you know, these guys are no bikini kill in the raincoats, but they're not bad. And I'm like, not even close, fella. But um, and this would get the great, uh I was watching you out there and I've never seen you look so sexy. <laughs>
0: All like 100 women and two guys in the club <laughs> laugh at that. Yeah.
1: Woo! Yeah. So he invites her to Bogey's party. She doesn't say yes. But she doesn't say no,
0: which is. Is that a yes? No. Is that a no? No. Yeah good lines
1: yeah um so before the party we see larry miller makes bianca wear the pregnancy suit before going to a party so she's reminded what being pregnant feels like i had this false memory that later on before prom he makes jgl wear this too oh, that would be funny that'd be really funny um so then we get this great scene of jgl and Kermalt's getting ready together did you look at the the artifacts on this table no i did not uh, there's a model car of some sort on the table in front of him. There's a bunch of colognes. There's some mouthwash. There are some Durex chic
0: condoms. Oh, oh, when they're musking up? Yeah, they're musking up. Great yeah. great scene, yeah.
1: There's a toy slot machine. There's a lava lamp. I mean, Kremlitz is like, like combing his eyebrows and shit. Like, guys, brush your teeth, put on some deodorant, and like uh, cologne your balls. That's all you got to do, right?
0: He's got a multivitamin there. Yeah, pop a multivitamin. Also, this
1: is another this is another fucking party where a teenager is putting on a blazer. I don't believe that was as real even in the 90s. How many blazers did you own in the
0: 90s? None. That's how many.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so again, the boogie Lowenstein's hanging out, at cigars at his parties. How old is this guy? He's
0: when gotta the, be an adult.
1: When the kids like show up en masse to like take over this thing. I love it. There's a fucking dude who just shows up to DJ the party. <laughs> like this guy is just like, this is not like, like you couldn't carry all this shit to this party by yourself. Like you had to have a crew.
0: Well, like who arranged the beer? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's supposed to be free beer and yet people show up with beer anyway. Like yeah. th- maybe, uh, uh, JGL and Crumholtz had to like call in a favor for that or something.
1: That would have cost a fortune in a high school.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: But your allowance, um, <laughs> 90s fashion, a lot of bowling shirts.
0: Oh, yeah. And like fedoras. That was, that was my I look. Think. Not the fedora. It, uh, it was it uh, the pork pie hats?
1: How many bowling shirts did you have?
0: Um, Like an actual bowling shirt, just a couple, but like had like similar-ish shirts. Lots of those. What What and were those? Polyester I shirts.
1: I don't want to say the brand that I'm thinking because I don't want to insult you.
0: No, it's like a lot of like BC ethic.
1: Okay. I was thinking it was a lot of like Tommy Bahama.
0: Oh, no. Fuck you
1: that's i was trying not to go there i'm sorry uh-huh. um yeah a lot of like also like i'm wearing up a. am wearing a button-up shirt but i also have an unbutton to show you the white wife beater underneath also vests
0: yeah yeah vests 90s kind of like
1: cinema, 90 cinema taught me that vests were a huge deal uh i never had a vest
0: hmm. maybe
1: should. Um, have. <laughs> it would have all changed for me it would have all been different um so, there's, I mean, it's classic, like, goofy high school party shenanigans. There's a fight at one point. Bogey's yelling, you guys, please take it outside. And they like, crash through a window.
0: <laughs> this kid, his life is,
1: his life is ruined.
0: Yeah, uh, what's-her-face? Julia Stiles is not having a good time, so she just stri- decides to start drinking tequila.
1: Well, she's trying to warn her sister away from Joey. And Joey's like, I won't go near your sister. I can't stop your sister from coming near me. And then this
0: turns, yeah, which she starts doing shots and this turns Patrick into, like, having to be the guy who's, like, telling her to, like, take it easy, which is, you know, that's a buzzkill on itself.
1: Also, you're skipping over the weirdest part.
0: There's a guy serving drinks. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. There is a guy coming around with a tray. I I think it's one of the FBLA kids. Yeah, yeah. Half the
1: dudes here are bopping around like they're in the fucking squirrel nut zippers. There's a guy with a fucking serve tray. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so joey is almost my hero around the 40 minute mark because cameron's talking to bianca and he's like you look amazing and she's like thanks and then joey walks up and he's like and we all know i look amazing <laughs> and that's when he's like come on we're, we're conquering congregating around mr cuervo <laughs> and he's like Explain his model skills he's got like a hemorrhoid commercial coming up
0: well i think um, that's when that's when this is post like uh cameron discovers that she's not there with him she's there with joey right yeah, yeah. and he kind of yeah. like it's like oh shit you know um and that's bianca kind of like makes her choice it goes off with joey but then she realizes like joey's like a vain boring douchebag
1: the most like can't hardly wait detail is when the one girl like throws herself at verona and he's like uh make out this guy instead yeah yeah and then like later that guy's like thank you so much
0: that's the uh, the girl with the short hair yeah Who's like in the yeah movie. yeah the,
1: the don't rip down my prom posters girl uh cat gets drunk starts dancing on the table to notorious big um imdb trivia told me this is how she got "Say the last dance um she bangs her head on the chandelier falls in the rona's arm so he takes her outside to keep her from falling asleep because like, she might have a concussion
0: um, that seems flimsy but sure
1: i feel like you would love to like
0: risk a concussion well yeah
1: Okay. Have you ever have you ever danced with that devil in the pale moonlight?
0: I mean, I've been knocked out once when I like ate shit on a going off a bike jump and like plowed my face into the asphalt. But I don't think I had a concussion. I don't know. I'm not sure.
1: Huh? There's only one moment in my life where I thought I might have had a concussion, and I don't know it might have caused irreparable pra- brain damage, but who could hmm. tell? Um, yeah. Cameron comes to talk to Patrick. He's upset that maybe Bianca's joining along, like you said. Uh, Joey's on the half of the man you are. Tiff um, he leads her away to, to party. Some swings. And they they, have, they start to, like, soften as she's, like, drunk. And she, like, lets her hard exteriors, like, wane.
0: You're just waiting for her to throw up on him. Like, you know it's coming. You're just not sure when.
1: Yeah, she's trying to figure out what it's all about. You know, like, you know, she, the, the concept comes up that she might die. And she's like, you don't care if I die. And he's like, well, sure I do. Because then I have to start taking out girls who actually like me. And she's like, like, you could find one. And he's like, see, that right there. Who needs affection when I have blind hatred? Which <laughs> is my whole sweet spot. Um, Yeah, and then she throws up on him. Uh, Joey tries to take Bianca to an after party, but she's not into it because she has to be home in 20 minutes. And then Chastity,
0: that bitch. moving in, yeah. She's, she's like, oh, the opportunity. opportunity.
1: Yeah, and Bianca's hurt, and Chastity's like, bitch, you passed.
0: And there's Chastity. like kind of this moment where Bianca's just like, hey, can you take me home, Cameron? And he's mm-hmm. like still butthurt, but he does.
1: Yeah. So Patrick drives Cat home while listening to letters to Cleo because they're in her car.
0: Cruel be kind.
1: Uh, yeah, Cruel be Kind, uh, which is actually – it's a cover of a Nick Lowe song, but the actual line comes from Hamlet. So there you go. Uh, Patrick has a very simple take on Bianca, which is, I know everyone digs your sister, but she is without.
0: She's without. I've always wondered what he means by that.
1: But I feel like that's the safest way where you could be like, you know, she's not worth all the attention, but I'm also not dissing your sister.
0: I mean, I guess, is that maybe like a Shakespearean line? I feel like it could be. She's without. Sure. It's It sounds like mildly poetic. Sure.
1: But I mean, like, he can't be like, oh, your sister's not worth it. You know, your sister's shallow. Like, she'd be like, fuck yeah. that's my still my sister, you bitch. Um, So she tries to kiss him, but he pulls back. She feels rejected, disgusted, storms off.
0: Because he wants it to be real.
1: Also, Cameron then drives Bianca home while listening to the Cardigans.
0: Very 90s. Another Very classic 90s fan. Yeah.
1: Um, listen to War by the Cardigans. He confronts her about how she never wanted to go sailing with him. And she's like, Well, no, not actually sailing. <laughs> never been to Prague, been to Prague. Um He asks if she's always been this conceited. And well, he, she says, Yes. Fuck you, Cameron. He
0: starts going off on this whole whiny, like I've been mistreated because I did all this and, and like I defended you and people beautiful. said you were shallow and you can't walk all over people. And well, so that's, she, that's and the she's like, over. I'm going to shut you up by kissing you. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I think she's generally into him at that point. I think oh, she the, is, but it, I think it's the, I defended you against people, which is, well, I don't know, but because he has the line, like, just because you're beautiful doesn't mean can you contribute like they don't matter. Which like
0: do like, fuck you. Yes, I just can. feel like if, I don't like that line in general, but if you're going to put it in the movie, you have to earn it. Like you yeah. have to have actually made her more of a villain. I think, which she clearly isn't like, there's, no, no. there's no, no point. in I mean, she might be like, you know, she has her whole, like, I like my Prada's or I, like, you know, I, I like my sketchers, love my Prada, but like, she's never maliciously mean or like using no. him or anything like that. She's, you
1: know? A teenage girl who's living her fucking life
0: with her strategically placed
1: summer dresses. It wasn't like Uh, she
0: was like, I'm going to use this guy to get what I want, but I'm not actually going to date him or anything. Yeah,
1: She's not like, I'm going to pretend that this child is actually yours, Ezra Fitz. The harsh light of Monday morning, cat comes to class. The white Rasta guy is like, you sway to the rhythm of my heart. And the cowboy guy is like, dance for me, cowgirl. And then Joey, of course, is like, "Hey, cat, babe, what are we you for? The table dance? Oh boy! Yeah, yeah these, Joey sucks. these these stereotypes ring true to me, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have to rewrite a Shakespearean sonnet, like their big. I don't know if it's like end of the year. I presume it's like pseudo end of the year.
0: It's hard to thing. say when it is. I mean, prom yeah. is coming up, so. What do you yeah. think? It's like I think maybe Cat is a junior, or no, she's a senior, right? Yeah, she's, she's going on to college, yeah. Go to Sarah Lawrence, yeah. So, yeah, that this uh, fun relationship the you movie know, is probably going to last like two two months, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, did this movie start at the beginning of the school year? No, he's
0: because I mean. JGL's a transfer, so he's just like transferring that's, in that's somewhere right. in the middle. Uh,
1: yes, <clears throat> so Cat gets kicked out of class because she tells like Chill that she's totally into this project um in the hallway jj gets a smile from bianca she walks by oh my god back in high school i could have survived months just from getting the smile
0: did you notice that her uh her kind of fashion choices change after yeah, she that. starts dating uh cameron here
1: they're a little more low-key
0: yeah a little i mean i i guess they're trying to communicate this is more her than like the sundresses yeah. you know
1: yeah 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 um So Kermit goes and talks to Kat's friend who this this is Mandela, who's theatrical as fucked. She's very into Shakespeare. And I love he's just like trying to make small talk. Oh, that's a nice picture of Shakespeare inside of your locker. And she's like, we're involved.
0: Apparently, originally, she was going to be so obsessed with Shakespeare that she was like contemplating suicide suicide. to join him or something. They're like, that's dark.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a little too much. But I love that once she's he recites like Macbeth at her, she's like DTF. Um so he's like, look, I've got this friend who's really into your friend,
0: so let's pull resources.
1: You got it. It's uh, got to get the lowdown,
0: yeah. I do I should say like the whole scene with uh with Alex Mack and JGL there like it, it was really annoying the way they got together, but like these two seem like they belong together movie-wise, you know. Yeah. They both had that kind of like innocent charm about them.
1: We never really talk about that on PLL, but that's the kind of thing about Ezria,
0: which is completely
1: utterly wrong. What we talk about how like they're goons for each other is because like they they just get on this weird wavelength. Uh, they're kind of cute in the like the two actors together. Um It's a uh, it's a little bit different, but it's kind of the same here. where these two, they just seem like they're just the right kind of dorks for each other. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, it was great. shot at the football field again, the bleachers built to the side of the hill. And again, the massive fucking Gothic mansion looming over. Imagine
0: going to that high school, man.
1: I'd fucking love it. I mean, the way they just like, take it for granted too. We went to some shitty two story outdoor campus. God mm. damn it. Uh, so JG, I was upset that Heath Ledger didn't kiss Cap, but he was like, eh, she was too drunk to remember it anyway. Um, so Kremlitz gives us the scoop up from the friend cat hates Ron with the passion of a fiery son. And they wonder, well, maybe she has a day to cool off. We see Cat apparently kicks a soccer ball right at him, which <laughs> I, I like, would argue means she's very into him still.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah, she's for sure. She's taking the, the time I, to be angry at him.
1: I would desperately hope that the girls were ghosts and me would would kick soccer balls at me now. I like um, that
0: it's like it takes these three guys to successfully date Cat. Like they got to pool their resources and yeah. strategize
1: together. Also, the prom poster, because she turns on another prom poster. The theme is Blasting to the Year 2000. Yeah. Cat's um, friend Mandela would love to go to the prom, really, but she doesn't have a date or a dress. Which, again, this Shakespearean golf girl, uh, I can work with this. I can make this happen. Oh, all right. I mean, are you not? are you not in this? Do you not burn? Do you not pine? Do you not wither for thee?
0: I don't know, man. Theater chicks. No, I'm just kidding. Do you know that she's in theater
1: or is she just theatrical It seems like
0: she should be, right?
1: Good point. I mean, I feel uh, like if you're that
0: obsessed with uh Shakespeare, shouldn't you be in theater? I don't
1: know. Maybe maybe theater gets in the way of her love. Yeah. For the bard. Um also this school has a fucking archery class. Or they do archery and PE. It's, God damn
0: it. I, uh, I think it's the teacher.
1: Yeah, I don't know why you need to learn this shit in, in PE but I love it. Um <laughs>
0: I love how she sh- shoots this guy in the ass, they look over and they're like, "Huh?" and they just go back to their conversation her and Joey here.
1: Which is like a family trait cuz later when like the dad shoots the the workout thing at the neighbor. Yeah. And you hear like the the stereotypical soundtrack of like the cat scratching and like the uh or the cat screaming, like the broken glass. And they're just like, "Yeah." But uh I just love when Joey walks up to her and he's like, concentrating awfully hard considering it's gym class. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so he wants her to go to prom with them. But he's like, don't worry about your sister. I'm taking care of it. Which She, she
0: never really questions that.
1: No, because to me, I'm taking care of it means I'm going to go burn the car down or something. Or I'm going to go murder somebody. Um,
0: it's like two you know, fat bills to to take her to prom, right?
1: Yeah, and then Patrick's like, you know what? I'm sick of your little game. He gives the oh, i the money back. some more bills.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, Joey adds another C-note. Yeah, so Patrick spies on Cad the guitar store. She's trying on a Fender Strat, which is the most basic AF guitar. Uh, falls oh, wow.
0: Go on. This is the guitar
1: most people got. It's your starter guitar.
0: It's not like the acoustic? Or do you mean and like it, just electric only?
1: Electrics, yeah. Most people got like Fender Strat. Okay. Especially in this time period, yeah.
0: This was like the easiest guitar to get. Not the, uh, like the Gips Les era. Paul.
1: Well, the Les Paul, you know that fucking commercial with the, uh, hey, buddy, what's your name? It's written on your guitar. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, um. So he falls into the bookstore with the great opening line of, excuse me, have you seen the Phantom Mystique? I seem to have lost my copy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like the, uh, I feel like a lot of movies have done this. The, like, following someone, like, watching them through the bookshelves till you come uh-huh. to the edge of the row. It's a good shot.
1: Yeah, um, and this like, they have banter, like they're bogeying a call, you know. He's like, well, sounds like someone throws their panties on a twist. And she's like, don't think for one second you ever had any effect on my panties.
0: Which you, you did. These, uh, these school nachos look pretty good, i got to be honest.
1: Yeah, nachos sound pretty good right now. Yeah. Uh, Kremholtz is just like, oh, sweet love, renew thy force. And the runner's like, hey, don't say shit like that to me. People can hear you.
0: Well, then, uh, Patrick, he comes and pays off like this, like marching band guy. It looks like he slips him at least 60 bucks here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh which how does that work out? Is the, is the main band guy just pocketing all of that? Or is he breaking that up like a dollar per marching band?
0: Well, if he's the, like the drum major or whatever, he might just like say like, you oh, know, this is what we're doing for practice today or something.
1: Yeah. Good point. Um,
0: so he steals I mean, a microphone. You don't want to have to dole like half of that out and bribe no. yourself.
1: No. Well, you always do the thing too, where you tell everyone, "Hey guys, I got paid thirty bucks." Exactly. Yeah. Um, so he he sneaks off in the thing. I love the move where he comes off the one thing and like slides down the pole. That is a
0: that is a pretty slick fucking move. Yeah.
1: Though when I'm watching the blocking of the scene, I'm like, can people actually see him? Because I, I yeah wish
0: they... I feel like a lot of people might have missed it.
1: Yeah. So he starts off with the Frankie Valley and they can't take my eyes off of you in front of everyone on the soccer field. School marching band joins in. Again, the, the band shirt just says band on it. <laughs> um, you get the whole cor- excuse me, the choreography of the, the security guards are chasing after him and like the comical dancing away from them.
0: Oh, man, this one security guard, he's just going to fucking die if he keeps chasing him up and down <laughs> these stairs.
1: When he smacks on the ass? yeah, Yeah. This moment should not work as well as it does. So how would you compare the like patrick verona heath ledger presence in this to like what's his name in uh to all the boys
0: oh uh what's that guy's name like noah centineo or something something like that yeah um i think heath has more presence okay i i, I mean, feel like like you could probably trace the lineage of the uh, comiskey performance back to Patrick Verona here you know
1: which is why I bring him up because was the closest like like I don't know the descendant I could think of um because he's doing something very unique for like the male figure in this like especially teenage romantic comedy um because isn't like Jake Ryan like a non-presence really
0: um no he has a presence I mean he's not I mean, quite as dynamic as, as Heath here but he's I don't know. He has a personality. That's okay. A small, a small one. So. They end man, the that t- movie is so fucked up. I used to I love, love that movie, but it's just, oh, man. Problematic. I,
1: can't I gave my panties to a geek.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: So you get an tension with this Isuzu guy from who's the soccer coach who, what a weird scene. Like he sits this on his keys. This scene is fucking on, bizarre. <laughs> he sits on his keys at one point. He like confiscates like this one kid's pot and like, the other kid's Cheetos um it's very weird then cat shows up this to, the is, to me she- this
0: is probably one of the few scenes that doesn't really work for me she because cat has to show up and like do this whole you know rigmarole distraction thing where she eventually ends up like flashing this teacher i mean i think yeah. they mentioned she's 18 at some point so i guess it like it makes it slightly less horrible but
1: <laughs> julia style is 17 at the time of filming but yeah, yeah. um it's just, it's very, like, it's, like, in 2018, this this doesn't work at all. It makes no sense, and it's so tonally weird.
0: Yeah, um, and just, this teacher's whole vibe is weird, his whole, like, oh, he's gonna keep the pot for himself, ha, 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 like, it's just bizarre.
1: Yeah. All just so, like, Patrick can, like, sneak out the window. So, um uh, they go, like, paddle boating in, like, the Seattle Bay, and she's, he's like, how did you keep him distracted? And she's like, I dazzled him with my wits. Banter. So, Yeah. So, you know, she basically asked, he asked about her whole mission in life, and she's just there to tell him that she's like decided to be off putting to people. So she's never disappointed when they don't understand her. And he's like, well, sorry, your whole thing failed because I was never disappointed by you. So they go on this date where you like throw paintballs at each other and like a weird obstacle course that has a lot of hail bays. And Semi Sonic is like blasting at you.
0: Yeah. There's the the paddleboard thing. Yeah. This is. I like the song uh, FNT by Semisonic. Um, I don't know if this would be fun. It just seems really messy.
1: There's a very messy, sexy energy here. Oh, yeah. If this scene took place in the kitchen, they would be fucking on the on, against the wall by the end just of
0: it. How many times do you have to like, take a shower to wash all that paint out of your hair? Instead, they are just making
1: out in a pile of hay. Hey, oh, a roll of hay.
0: That just seems sticky.
1: Yeah, well like it it's all the shit's all in their hair. They got highlights later. You know, it's it's playful, it's cute.
0: Yeah, I mean Well he does a like he almost has like a man bun in the next scene. He kind of yeah. ties his hair about. Him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um they do that thing that I love that you, you usually see in like Schwarzenegger or Liam Neeson movies, where they have to explain why he has a foreign accent. Yes.
0: <laughs> Always a fan, yeah. Because his accent in this, it's like it's all over the place, which I guess kind of makes sense because He's, you know, you could say uh, the character himself might be trying not to have it, you know?
1: Yeah, well, because he says you know, the the compromise. He's like, oh, I live in Australia. Till I was 10.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like, sure. Um, so this is where the scene, like, it's like they need a, a road bump here or a bump in the road here. He asks her to prom. She says no. He tries to convince her. He falters when she asks why he's pushing it. So they argue and she storms off.
0: I like how it. there was no, like, like oops pulled a boner like slip up or anything where like he said something stupid to like and suddenly she's suspicious it's more like she just picks up like why are you you know why are you pushing this you know it's it's clear that i don't want to go to prom
1: because there's like 30 minutes left in the movie so like they have to but it felt
0: organic to me i guess it it didn't feel like like i never told you you know so and so was was stabbed with you know a knife or you know whatever you know what i mean How it's like it's like somebody screws up and reveals something they shouldn't know.
1: I know, It's in the middle for me. It's not exactly organic, but it's not exactly inorganic either. Um, the scene after is pretty cute. Uh, you know, It's more tutoring with like uh, uh, Cameron oh, yeah. and, and Bianca. And it re- it's revealed that Bianca actually knows French better than Cameron. <laughs> so if she gets upset when he hasn't asked her out already. Yeah, I mean, these um, two
0: are cute together. I just wish their getting together in the first place wasn't so, I don't know, tone deaf.
1: Well, it's it's interesting about how the movie's just like, we can't have two people on this or two couples on the same journey. Like, we yeah. have to have them on different points in the dial. Um, Kremholz gets Kat's friend, like, basically a Renfair dress for the prom. I am very wary about buying women clothing. Oh. Buy like women's sizes and stuff, especially for
0: dresses. I think you'd have to know the size beforehand. Yeah, unless he's just like a fucking, you know, savant or something. It's a superpower.
1: If if it's someone you've been with for a while, presumably you know their size, like you know where they're at and what they're comfortable with. But like, just like on a first date thing, I just just don't know if you can go
0: buy a girl her prom dress for her.
1: That seems.
0: Yeah. I mean. I guess she wasn't planning to go. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, like in the uh, the Thomas Crown remake, it was just like there's a closet full of women's clothing. Like I'm sure one of those will fit you. <laughs> it's like at least that's kind of honest about who you are. Like yeah, I've had a lot of broads here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bianca Bianca asked her dad if she go to prom. And he, he's like, "Don't think you're fooling me. I know you want to bend the rules for it. it's a hot rod Joey." And she's like, "What's a hot rod?
0: What's a hot rod?" Um. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. Like, there's some Larry Miller lines. Like, these are in Larry Miller's. Like, these are in his wheelhouse. This is where he can do comedy. She's just like, it's a prom. I'll just be kissing. And he's like, kissing isn't what keeps me up to my elbows and placenta all day.
0: It's a weird scene.
1: Dawson's River, Real World Seattle, which I want to say I like that season
0: of Genesis. I think the only season of Real World I watched was uh, the England one or London, I should say.
1: Oh wow, you're 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 watching it before I was. Like, there's only like three or four seasons I watched in a row. I want to say that I tuned out by the end of Hawaii or Vegas, Vegas is the one where I think they were having like a threesome on the hot tub in the first episode, like night one.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's,
1: it's weird. Like I, 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 I snicker at people who watch like survivor and bachelor and stuff like that. And yet, you know, I paid attention somewhat to real world and road rules and
0: oh, it's awful. I hated when that was on. There was one season of Road Rules where the cast all got along. I mean, that was it like... Had, that was. I can remember watching it because it was on, but I was always watching MTV because I wanted to see videos, and like that was when it started to be like less and less of the videos. You know?
1: Well, after five years, you were like, they're never going to show the videos again, are they? Yeah. Well, because of other than you were watching M2. Is M2 still a thing? It can't be, right?
0: Oh, I had no idea.
1: Who knows? Who watches TV? Um, So... Finally, cat comes I, to uh, Real
0: quick, I, I like that the the mention of uh, Dawson's River is like the kids sleeping in each other's beds. I remembered you're like, you remember how that was like controversial that Dawson yeah. and Joey slept the same bed. Yeah, I definitely remember that. They're just funny would, to think about now.
1: I would never forget the uh, um, the euphemism in the pilot of Dawson's Creek of walking your dog. Walking your dog, yeah. Hey Dawson, when do you walk your dog? Is it in the morning or in the night? Yeah. Um. So, Kat comes on, the, comes to Bianca, you know, tells her, you know, do things for her own reasons. Reveals that she actually dated Joey in the ninth grade. They fucked Joey, just that
0: with, once. Joey with that little dick, man.
1: Yeah. After their mom left, uh, she didn't tell Bianca she wanted to make her form her own opinion. She didn't. Te- she Joey's never told anyone because she was a. He was afraid that she would tell like the cheer squad that he had a little dick. Um. So Bianca's then pissed off because she she's like touched by her sister telling this, and they, why did she ever tell us before? But she's pissed because you know, Kat, Katarina basically kept her like hostage along really with her dad, which stopped her from experiencing the world for herself. Which whatever. So Bianca then goes to the sulk in the tire swing outside, which <laughs> fucking Sister Hazel's playing on the soundtrack. When they buried the '90s, I hope they sealed up Sister Hazel in the tomb with them. Talk about bands that I fucking hated.
0: I'm pretty sure she has a Juliana Hatfield poster on her wall.
1: Yeah, she's got some. She's got some great artifacts from the '90s on her you, wall.
0: You remember that song?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. But I mean, I I think this is what inspires Kat to she will go to prom, even though she doesn't really want to, because she wants to allow her sister to go to prom.
1: Right, right. Spin the bottle. That's what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: Um, I was like, I don't want to be uncool. Uh, There's a commercial for spray on hair like Stephen Miller's hair that we see Larry Miller like like we see, like pull back to his bald head. As he's
0: watching this commercial. God, this movie is so weird. JCL is uh, like in a tux. I don't know where yeah.
1: I like when uh, he leaves with Bianca to go and Larry Miller just yells, I know every cop in town, bucko.
0: <laughs> prom dresses here. It seems like Julie Stahl's dress is much more of a prom dress than uh, Bianca's is.
1: Yeah, Bianca's is That's much more. It's like a homecoming more, dress. Pray tell.
0: What it just, are the differences? It just looks less formal, I guess, you know? Okay. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's like a weird, like, gauzy skirt and, like, a, like a top. It's not even a dress. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's in a nice way. It's funky. Oh.
1: I mean, what is Sadie Hawkins still a thing that, that kids go to? Is that still a dance?
0: Do we have Sadie Hawkins dances? I can't remember I if we did. We I don't know. We might not know.
1: The, um, I remember listening to a podcast where they actually looked into the etymology of Sadie Hawkins. And it's dark. It's not fun.
0: <laughs> I can imagine.
1: It's like basically like some small town where they had like an unfuckable daughter. And it's like, hey, everybody. Come in.
0: <laughs> the whole town had an unfuckable daughter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
1: you know, at the prom, Save Ferris is performing. Uh, another uh, classic sure.
0: 90s band. Yeah.
1: That's a, lot of, that's a way too much ska for one night. <laughs> way too I'll much allow it. ska. All out.
0: All out. Okay, I mean, you, you bring you in the, the fucking facts. big bad voodoo daddy or you, you gotta get out of here but yeah
1: Oof. or uh um oh god what's the fuck's that one guy's name shit i can't remember the fucking uh,
0: brian this. setzer
1: no not brian setzer brian setzer i fucking hated yeah um what was the other band that like uh your boy adam crollo loved
0: uh scroll net zippers no 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 Oh oh um yeah, mighty mighty Boss Tones. That's mighty mighty kind of Boss it, yeah. Tones.
1: There you go. God, guys, we were fucking plagued by this shit. They
0: they they're, our, they're in uh, clueless.
1: Our life was just a burden, filled with less than Jake, Fishbone, <laughs> and Real Big Fish.
0: Less than Jake had a couple decent songs.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, they had the uh, they had that one like Suburbia album, right?
0: History of a Boring Town. I think was yeah, that, of that wasn't songs. so bad. That yeah. wasn't
1: so bad. Yeah. Um, so Joe shows up to Stratford home to pick up Bianca. Uh he's got a like a big black vest of a huge white dinner jacket, like he's David Byrne. And presumably he is super fucking late. <laughs> so Larry Miller I just, just like, love shuts the, the door.
0: Hello, right? no, he just shuts the door.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well how late are you, asshole? Like, so uh Kat's friend shows up looking for her date, William. Um Mandela wow. Awesome Mandela, uh, Kremlitz is there on stage, dressed like the Squire of Gothos, which like apparently he's got the approval of Say Ferris, which is cool.
0: I mean, I think you you have to have a uh, a lot of self confidence to wear what he's wearing here. I feel like oh, this is do. this is a goofy outfit to be wearing a prom.
1: You got to make a fool out of yourself. Which is I mean, like... can you imagine
0: if Mandela didn't show up in the dress yeah. as his date, like, and you're just like standing around by yourself, dressed like that?
1: I'd rather have the dick drawn on my face. I
0: yeah.
1: think. I mean, would you wear this outfit to like, uh, like, like placate yourself in front of a girl?
0: If if I knew I was going to be part of a set, sure. Mm-hmm. But like, okay. I would have to know. It was, I would not gamble on that. Let's put it that way.
1: let say like, like you were going on a date and she was like, "Hey, it's a costume party. I want you to wear this." I and mean, you it, show up wearing that, and it's not actually a costume party.
0: Yeah, that's that'd be rough. And you're like, you wretched bitch. <laughs> well played. I mean, I, I would be impressed, you know, for sure, but that'd be rough.
1: <laughs> so, Say Ferris stops their first song. Uh, there's a point where a Cat and, oops, sorry, my microphone went crazy. Uh, cat and Ronald are like clapping at each other in a very aggressive way. And then uh, Letters to Cleo shows up and joins Say Ferris on stage. And Patrick's like, I called in a favor.
0: <laughs> he just knows Letters to Cleo. <laughs> yeah so, the, uh, the lead singer just like walks out into the crowd to like personally yeah, okay. like give them her, her like seal of approval
1: mm-hmm. okay whatever her name is just like comes out to like a break like, personally anoint them um while performing the horn players are just dancing around because they have no horns to play the. like 90s dudes were dorks
0: Well, because letters of clear was more of like a i don't know girl rock like punk rock band it's not a ska yeah. band yeah
1: yeah so the, the horn players like the safe ferris guys but they're just like dancing around because they have no horns to play here like like dorks
0: uh-huh.
1: um bianca runs into chastity in the ladies restroom and chastity who her friend is just ready to roast this girl like ha 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 you didn't really think you were the only sophomore at prom did you which did Joey call her as a plan B? And Chastity was like, "Fuck yeah, I've got a prom I
0: dress, just waiting to go." Probably yes. I don't know. It just—it seems like they didn't need to make her like seem so villainous here. I guess. I mean, I—I I, I guess this was just so that uh, Bianca would be like extra eager to like punch him out later. It was the only reason the scene exists.
1: Well, the weird detail for Chastity is she's like, oh, by the way. Joey only wanted to take you tonight because he had a bet of his friends that he could fuck you tonight.
0: Yeah, it's
1: like, does that make him worth it for you, Chastity? <laughs> I know. In the,
0: Great guy. In the
1: in the pilot for the show, Chastity's actually the villain, and uh, Joey's just like this like dumb quarterback. Interesting. Who like has aspirations of modeling? It's very strange.
0: But well, Chastity's uh, just like, oh, he had this like you know plan to degrade you. Obviously, he doesn't have that plan for me.
1: No, no. <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm the cool sophomore that he's going to take to the dance. So Patrick and Cat Dance. Um he reveals that he was actually in Milwaukee last year, taking care of his grandfather. Because it's interesting that there's this whole like air or, or of mystery around him, and I don't really feel I don't know, I feel like it's it's just the presence of Heath Ledger that sells this character. It's not so much that he's mysterious yeah yeah do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so joy interrupts furious to patrick wanting to know what is bianca doing here at that cheese dick and i have to say i think that's fair i think jgl is kind of a cheese dick in this movie Ooh, fair. right yeah i mean (laughs) don't don't confuse cheese dick of head cheese two different things one's a lot grosser but he's kind of a cheese dick um joy reveals that he paid patrick to do this cat overhears and is furious she runs off um. this is when Cromwell is like dancing with Mandela like he like dances her over to JGL and he's like the shit has hit a f- the fan
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Joey shows up to basically ruin everything I like how it seems like oh there's gonna be a fight and then Joey just punches JGL out <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. There, it's like this movie doesn't go for the whole like oh we have to have like the big macho fight here like no Bianca shows up and beats the shit out of this guy and like knees him in the balls
1: yeah uh, eventually, Bianca picks up JGL, kisses him. He's like the luckiest dude in the fucking world. As Joey is just <laughs> hilarious, like groaning in ball pain on the floor. That's great. Uh, so Ron has to have that conversation with uh, a Was I a bet? About,
0: Was I a stupid bet? Yeah, we got yeah that he didn't care
1: about the money. He cared about her. She storms off. He does that thing where he tries to kiss her and make her all better, but she's like, no, fuck that. She's gone.
0: I like that move that that he tries it and it totally fails. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the uh uh subversion of expectations.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um so the next day she's just, like hanging out on their massive goddamn porch. Uh Bianca's like brought her sister tea. I love that like tea is the thing you bring someone when you don't have a blanket to bring them or
0: whatever. <laughs> well and so I think she's, her and JGL are actually going sailing is that what's happening there?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So so like thanks for coming to prom with me last night met a lot. Hey by the way, do you want to go sailing? And she's like no. No, I don't so larry miller and cat have that talk he's impressed that you know some of cats rubbed off on bianca that she's a little tougher tells cat uh, that basically he's always liked bianca more than her because bianca still lets him feel like he's a part of her life he's a little bit of control cats him on had him on the bench for a while so you know the basically the, her drama for father has been whether or not he'll be cool with her going to sarah lawrence and he's like i hope you're still interested because i sent them a check already which uh I think in reality, Larissa it is the one who went to Sarah Lawrence.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny. Like watching this movie, I mostly remember how it went. But I was like wondering, like, is there is there going to be like some sort of like tragedy or trauma looming in the background? Is the mom dead? Did something horrible happen to Julia Stiles? And it's like no to both of those. It's like just kind of regular, you know, life life shit. You know, it's nothing like super extreme.
1: You thought something horrible might happen to Julia Styles? Oh
0: that had happened to her in the oh, past. Okay. you know.
1: Oh, well, like with Joey. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were like worried that like she was gonna get like Marissa from the OC. Ooh. Like Verona's just like screaming into the 90s. it's like cradling her dead body.
0: And they joins the fight club, yeah.
1: Yeah, they joins the fight club. <laughs> so class the next day, it's time for everyone to read their Shakespearean. Sonic, Joey's got like a broken nose, wears dark glasses, which is funny to me, only because it's like When were you going to do the nasal spray ad, guy? Like, were you just going to, like, skip school for your nasal spray Uh, ad?
0: Presumably, yeah.
1: Wow. Uh, Sorry, that failed.
0: If I had a nasal spray ad, I'd skip school for it.
1: So I guess Joey's, like, the Ava? Uh,
0: What reference are you making of PLL?
1: Perfectionist? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I was thinking of Ava Allen. Um, uh, Yeah, sure. I guess so.
1: He's got like a really shitty
0: stepmom. Yeah, he's been sleeping with his teachers to get good grades
1: as you do. Um, so cat reads her sonnet, you know, first it's all about the things she hates about Patrick. This is where I have all the, uh,
0: stuff saved. I mean, she it's gets emotional.
1: It's, you know, depending on how you count it, there's 10 to 15 things that she hates about him.
0: Um, Oh, do you, did you fact check her?
1: A little bit, a little bit. I mean, I could read the whole thing, but that's not interesting. Um, at the end
0: of that scene it's like that was more than 10
1: yeah (laughs) you failed (laughs) um the actual the actual like title did you ever read the IMDB trivia about the title of this movie yeah yeah
0: Uh, I read it I don't remember it
1: so the screenwriter is like it's like two ladies who wrote this and it's like one of the chicks was dating this guy named Anthony in high school and like in her high school diary she just has this thing written it's like 10 things I hate about Anthony
0: (laughs) (laughs) nice
1: and then like the IMDb trivia goes on to say like her ex-boyfriend Anthony approved of the movie. So, you know, so she reads the, the sonnet. She runs out of the room crying like Verona's just like, whoa, shit, which like screams to you, buddy. You still got a shot.
0: That's OK. He's already like he was prepared for this. He planted a guitar in her car.
1: Not quite the same guitar, but it is, a, it is another Fender Strat. Um, and I love that she's like for me. And I want him to be like, psych. Nope.
0: He got her extra strings too. It looks like.
1: Yeah. Um. He reveals that he has extra cash because I'm asshole paid him to date this great girl, and they screwed up and fell for her, which I guess is like a self deprecating, like hand wavy, like it's okay that I accepted money to date you because I was going to use the money to spend on you anyway.
0: I think you just you got to clear the air. You got to get that out of the way. You know.
1: Well, you, you got to fall on your sword a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But she points out, you know you can't buy me shit every time you fuck up, which is a very good point. Yeah.
0: You know, you can't just buy me a car every time you screw up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so they make out and then we're uh, out. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the end of the movie. Cut to uh, this
0: crazy helicopter shot of the uh, letters to Cleo playing on the roof of this uh, giant castle.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like this movie really knows how to get out when it needs to, you know, it's like they kiss it's romantic to a little like weird musical sequence with uh, Letters to Cleo on top of the school as a credits roll.
1: Hour 37.
0: Yeah. Nice I mean, that's,
1: that, that's sweet and tight. Yeah. this uh The trivia here as they're covering Cheap Tricks, I Want You to Want Me. Uh, didn't I, Didn't I See You Crying? Uh, apparently, they freaked out Letters to Cleo because this is a very dangerous shot. Like where they are on the roof is terrifying. Um, they were told, the band was told, it's half a million dollars every time the helicopter takes off. So we don't want to screw this up.
0: Yeah, there's some really crazy shots as it circles them completely. And then like, like the helicopter flies away and then zooms right at them. Well, so they said
1: they're they're up there. They're performing the song. And there's a point where it looks like the helicopter is just like diving right at them. Yeah. And they're they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: then we get some bleepers in the credits. The uh, the best of which is probably Krummel's asking for a prophylactic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have gone into a store and I've asked for a prophylactic before.
0: Oh, congratulations.
1: They don't know what you're talking about. This was in Seattle. I actually asked for that. Um, really? Yeah, yeah.
0: Hot night? What's that? Never mind.
1: No, no, you and I were then going to San Diego. Okay. Um, so I had to eventually say rubbers because they didn't understand condoms. I said rubbers and the Asian lady was like, oh, aisle three.
0: Uh <sighs> Well, if you could change one thing about this movie, what would it be? This is a hard
1: one for me because this is—it's um, like I'm fighting against you know the, the nostalgia of it. I don't know. I'm I'm tempted to say I, I enjoy this movie, warts and all. They got nothing. They got nothing.
0: Okay, um, I would change the Cameron Bianca relationship. I think either you have to make Bianca maybe a little more villainous at first and like her arc is like softening to Cameron or you have to go the other way and make Cameron less of like the, I deserve this. You're so conceited and more just have them be a cute couple and like not have that much drama about it, you know?
1: So having watched the pilot for the TV show now, it's fascinating to see the little changes of the characters. Uh-huh. So, um, Kat and Bianca and their dad have just moved to this town from Ohio. So, like, they're new. Um, the Patrick character barely has any dialogue. He just, like, shows up and, like, stares at Cat a lot in the first episode. And Bianca's whole thing is that she's basically gone on a Facebook or whatever and she's, like, studied whoever the most popular girl at high school is. And she's, like, written down, like, this whole, like, chart of things that she needs to emulate And then she grafts onto this girl to try to like become like her little minion. And that's the, the chastity. Who's like the head cheerleader. Uh It It falls back into the whole like cheerleader quarterback. Yeah. High school royalty dynamic. It's very weird.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So rankings. I have 11. I have 11 as well. Who do you got for the number alone? Chastity. Okay. I had her a little bit higher.
1: Um, I realize there's one person that I've totally left off my list, but whatever, I have to accept it. Um, yeah, Chastity. By the time she does her whole like bathroom villainous turn, I was just like,
0: "Fuck you!" Yeah, so she's my bottom. So I had Miss Perky at number eleven. I mean, she's enjoyable, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know, not much of a role.
1: Okay. Uh, at ten, I've got Bogey Lowenstein. Oh,
0: that guy did not make my list. <laughs>
1: I don't know what's going on with that character, but it's is,
0: your name is Bogey. Like,
1: yeah,
0: and it's a, in England, that's what they call boogers, right?
1: I really don't know what they call boogers in
0: England. I think it is.
1: I mean, when I think of Bogey, I think of
0: Humphrey Bogart, but I'll take your word for it. All right, uh, I'm fascinated
1: the, by the English slang that you do know,
0: That's from Harry Potter. Okay, yeah, uh, number 10, I had Mr. Morgan doing his, oh. his little disses at the beginning of the, every class.
1: I'm so sorry. I, I don't think chill made my list. <laughs> um, At number nine, I have Letters to Cleo because they are in this movie more than I remembered. You know, I Cole, didn't
0: oh. I didn't rank Letters to Cleo or Save Ferris, but if I did, they'd probably be higher up on my list.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're in this movie a lot more than I remembered. Yeah. Especially when Kay, what's her name, comes out. I think to it's like, Hanley. Like this couple. Yeah, Kay Hanley. Yeah. She's just like, this couple, I approve. Also, this guy called him the favor, so I have to. <laughs> I, don't
0: know. I, I enjoy a performer who knows how to like work her stage presence, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, we had a high school where you had some asshole who DJed. We didn't have
0: bands who performed the dances. Yeah, definitely not. I don't even think for prom we had that. Like it was just always the DJ. Uh, yeah. And so number nine had chastity there. Okay. Uh, and number eight, I had miss perky. Um, I completely forgot that CJ Craig was
1: in this movie and she's like a delightful, weird presence. And I, I really hope Allison Janney
0: continues to do more. I career. mean, it's like they could have had like a bunch of adults who play it straight, but they're like, no, we're going to make them all weird in a different way.
1: Well, do you do you remember our first script with uh, the uh-huh. principal? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I do. <laughs> Which is like, I don't know how much that's inspired by this character, but like, it's fucking
0: weird. <laughs> All right, uh, what do we got here? Oh. Number eight. I think yeah. we're at. Uh, I had, was working. Yeah, I had Mandela in number eight.
1: Hmm.
0: Maybe higher. Or- she like uh, actually did like attempt suicide to get closer to. Uh, William Shakespeare what a fucking weird plot line well chance to dream
1: Uh, I remember Mandela number seven this is a weird character like this is also like she's like completely like ditched by cat when cat needs to ditch her just like Joey's like friend who like makes the bet with him is gone from that point on in the movie
0: I mean I don't know I don't know if that's a real high school thing or not but yeah
1: Mandela's my number seven
0: all right I had uh the dad Larry Miller, you know Walter Stratford at number seven hmm okay
1: yeah he somehow
0: i i missed him and he did not make my list oh, okay and he's he's fine he's he he does exactly what he needs to do in the movie i think
1: well in a, and far as like a comedian acting in a film he's exactly in his his wheelhouse i guess yeah um number six i have uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Cameron.
0: Okay, yeah, I had uh, Joey Donner there at six. Okay, I mean, I don't know. You could, you could make the argument like you know Joey Donner's—he's more villainous, obviously, but maybe more entertaining than the yeah. JGL character. Yeah, because that JGL at five.
1: Okay, I had Joey at number five because for exactly <laughs> those reasons. Yeah, like there's—it's not so much performance-based. It's like the script wrote in comedic bits for this character that worked. I mean, they just you need know, like some kind of pretty boy who, I don't know. I feel like Andrew Keegan probably has a lot of B movies and I'm going to guess like some seventh heaven guest spots or something on his resume. I
0: feel like he's don't been in re- like a boxing movie or something.
1: Maybe. Well, he's too pretty for a boxing movie. He was I in feel like independence day. Weird. Wow. Is he, I feel like he's like, He's like A.C. Slater's cousin from out of town. You know, like, I I don't know what Andrew Keen's known for other than the cult
0: beyond this movie. He was indeed on Seventh Heaven.
1: Holy shit.
0: (laughs) Huh, cool. Well, speaking of JGL, what has that guy been up to?
1: What has he been up to?
0: I feel like he, he got into that whole hit record thing. Yeah. Which is just like a, you just knew that was a bad move from the start. Like, what are you doing? I feel time. like
1: in a, in a weird way, JGO had to walk, so like Lynn or Miranda could run.
0: Okay, I mean like Snowden, the walk.
1: Oh, Snowden is hard to watch. I watched the first twenty minutes, which first of all, it's weird to see him like trying to like romance Shailene Woodley, but like he's doing Snowden's weird voice. Oh, really? Which you don't really want to watch on screen.
0: Yeah, he's kind of falling off. Yeah, his biggest credit recently was doing a cameo in Last Jedi.
1: That oh, was like a stormtrooper or something.
0: No, he's um the uh, alien who was like I told him not to park there. That's just oh cool. oh,
1: that's him. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. Because of brick and all that stuff. Cool and Looper.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess he's I mean, is he not in Knives Out? He's not. Yeah, which is to me is that's um that's an indictment. I feel like
1: because he's he's even got a cameo in Brothers Bloom.
0: Yeah, I would. I don't know. I would be like, hey, man, you didn't have room for me in Nye's Out?
1: Wow. Either that story is like 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 seven characters max, <laughs> or Johnson's just like, no, I did Last Jedi. I don't need you
0: anymore, yeah. JGL. I think you do need him. Ooh. I mean, I think JGL needs uh, Ryan Johnson. Oh, yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. not the other way yeah. around. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. All right, where are we at? Uh, uh, what is your number four? Yeah.
1: Number four, this one, my number four and my number three, I hate to say, are kind of interchangeable. My number four is going to be Crumholtz as Michael.
0: Okay,
1: David Crumholz has got a very weird fucking career. Um, I think probably as far as starring roles go, he was on that CBS show that I've only ever watched one episode of called Numbers,
0: where yeah, it's like a procedural
1: times with numbers. Um, but he's always doing weird. Cameos. They killed uh, me
0: with a sword, huh? They yeah, he's in Serenity. Sword,
1: yeah, he's in Serenity. He's in a show called The League, vaguely with like Jason Manzukas. He's in uh, a Natasha Leone movie called like The Slums of Beverly Hills. Like he's always like this weird. I don't know, like tertiary role guy, um but I feel like he can do quite a bit. Sure, sure, yeah,
0: yeah. I had a uh, Bianca Stratford at number four. I mean, I don't know. What a cute character. She's, it just seems weird that they're trying to, like, make the Cameron character, like, agree about her when, like, she's pretty much a sweetheart through the whole movie, you know?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, the the flaw that she seemingly has for half the movie is just that she doesn't know his name or she's not into him. Yeah. Um, But again, nice guy problems, because it's like, you mean as much to her as you need to. Like, she's in, she's hanging out on underpasses with you. She's invited you back to her sister's bedroom. Like, I don't know. I mean, thank God Patrick Verona is just like, hey, you know, tell her how you feel. Because otherwise, it's like, you're a very good friend of this girl, and that's I cool. I
0: mean, it, it really seems like the way they should have gone was where, like, he was never quite asking her out the whole time, but obviously into her. Mm-hmm. And, like, until, like, you know, they were in the car on their way home, like, she you know wasn't aware of it or something like that you know just like something where it wasn't like him being aggrieved that like she you know wasn't immediately falling for him right 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 where he, where he was I, just kind of like like couldn't work up the courage or something you know
1: well not all love is like love at first sight yeah but by any means and you know like there's something wrong with being conceited uh
0: my number three is katarina stratford really really okay interesting very interesting. I had Patrick Verona at number three. Wowser. I mean, he's good rolling off, but uh I had two people higher.
1: Okay. Two people, huh?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Um, number two, I had Larissa Olinick as Bianca Stratford. Um, <laughs> I know in the text it's established that she's without. I would disagree. Um I think she's just a bright shining force in this movie. Like I think she's actually in some aspects more defined than Katarina than the cat character. She clearly talks about who she is and what she wants. Um, you do get little bits of like cats depth and why she does some things later on. But, um, I respect that like as a high school kid, like sometimes you are conceited and you just, you just follow your blood, which doesn't always lead to your head to quote a certain character from another show. Um, and you have to you have to deal with other people's feelings way too much, like the nice guy whose name you don't know. in um, that first scene where she asked asked Cameron his first name, it's great because she always calls him like a different name after that. Like, oh, thank you, Calvin. Um, and plus, she's just she's just a wonderful, pleasant force throughout this
0: movie. I love her. All right. Well, uh, I had her sister, Cat, at number two. Hmm. I mean, just for the uh, the poem, there you got to give it up. The poem's good. So you have Patrick DeVerno at number one, I assume? I sure,
1: I sure do. I mean, Heath Ledger's doing something very different, very unique. And it feels very strange to me to put... He's
0: got really the, weird hair through the whole movie. That is definitely a power have movie. He does
1: very strange hair throughout this movie. Um, it feels very strange to me to put the male character at number one over the female character in this kind of movie. But um, he's really busting out of a fucking mold of what the male character is supposed to be in this kind of romantic comedy. Like he's not just like brawny and stupid. Like he's very active and interesting. And it's it's very like charismatic. Um in a way that I don't know that they were expecting. So see this is why I wouldn't
0: one. want to listen to the tenure commentary because he would have been dead at this point.
1: At the tenure commentary?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah I guess he would have. Yeah I know, which sucks. Ooh, I don't remember it being that bleak. I wonder if maybe they recorded it beforehand or something.
1: I'm trying to remember. I, I don't know if I listened to all of it because I remember. I remember clearly putting it on one night. I there was a night where I watched. It was basically like a ten-year commentary for this movie and Cruel Intentions, like those two DVDs. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was very strange. Um, I could be wrong, but yeah, I mean Heath Ledger, he's he breaks the mold in this this role,
0: so that's why he's my number one. Yeah, I had uh, Krumholtz in number one. I just really enjoyed his character. Okay, cool. Just the uh my balls <laughs> he's <laughs> driving down on his motorcycle just all his uh I don't know, he's just like in every scene he had a little bit, you know, like he he had his little like comedy that he was gonna work in.
1: Well, I think the dangerous thing for a director is to be like, Okay, guys, if we get in trouble in this scene, just throw out the Krumholtz cuz like that's like once you have that crutch you're screwed and it always works in this movie you know, you the, know? like just the the bit where he's like he like, says the one shakespearean line to verona and verona's like don't say shit like that to me in public people can hear you and then like later like uh, jgl says something and is like don't say shit like that to him in public people can hear you yeah. like it just he just works
0: yeah. Well, you know what i was just realizing that's kind of surprising this is that in the uh, the class that they have there's only like three of the characters in that class. It's not like they're all in that class. You know? Right.
1: Right. It just, you have to be really good to take on the burden and make it shine of the, uh, I have a dick on my face, don't I?
0: <laughs> he wears it with a plum. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we'd, it's fair to say we'd both recommend this movie.
1: For sure, Kremlitz would actually be somebody who did not come up at all. I'm sure, but like when we go back and they like talk about like various people and iterations of like a clue remake,
0: I would consider Kremlitz in there as Mister Body. I don't know who. I don't know if he has the right energy for a Mister Body or I don't the, the, know the who? Butler. I mean, um.
1: oh, uh, 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 Jeeves or whatever his name is.
0: Oh, does he even have um, Wadsworth? Wadsworth, yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I I feel like Kremholtz is a name we don't talk about I,
0: anymore. I, I think, think he's put on some weight. He would be a funny um, professor, or not professor um, Colonel Mustard. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah,
1: I would just like to see more more bits for Kremholtz out there in the world.
0: I just like seeing where they're musking up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was ten things I hate about you. Fun movie. What a what a nice little trip down memory lane.
1: Thank you to you, you wackos who voted for this. Yeah, we
0: had a lot of votes. Over 300. 300 plus of you. Year.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about what's our next movie.
0: Uh, so we are next going to be doing Cruel Intentions.
1: I I tease that this is a movie that's very, very us. And I think it is. I think of the movies on that list. It's the most and that, reflective of our
0: souls. We should say we will, of course, eventually do the other two as well. I'm sure at some point we will do Mean Girls and Clueless. Uh, Cruel Intentions, I suppose, is somewhat our brand—not just for the content of the movie, but it's also directed by Roger Cumble, who is a regular PLL director, and I think he's directing mm-hmm. some of the Perfectionists as well. He yeah. is, yeah. So that will be a fun one to revisit.
1: Yeah, and so we'll do that. It'll segue interestingly, I think, into our very romantic February on Headcanon. Absolutely. Um, and then I don't know what we're doing in march because we don't know when the perfectionist is coming back and that we'll kind of pivot over to that
0: yeah i'm sure once perfectionist comes back there well, i don't know if it'd be a full hiatus from headcanon but maybe we'll see yeah we'll see we will see indeed all right um see so you'll yeah, be back maybe in like two weeks uh to do Something cruel like intentions yep all right have a good one Bye bye